0: Okay, so now we're going to take this transformation uh, subject, just real quick, because we'll talk about this later more, and give it some foundation, at least uh, theoretically, or potentially. Um, I've done a lot of study on religion. I've done a lot of study on comparative religion. I'm fascinated by it. Especially different forms of Christianity. I've said before that I started off focusing on uh, what we call not, what, this is what they call a non Christian cult. Okay? I've talked about how they define a non Christian cult. And basically, that you're supposed to, uh, uh, theoretically, you're supposed to, the Bible doesn't define this at all, by the way. So there's no authoritative definition. And I actually believe this definition comes from Illuminati, and I believe it's false. Here we go again. Okay? Um, you have to deny at least one essential of the uh, Christian faith, and then you're supposed to have a charismatic leader. Got to have a charismatic leader. However, you define that, I mean, that's pretty subjective. Um, but I've seen examples where there's not necessarily a single charismatic leader. Okay, but anyway, there's this uh, movement that most of you have not heard of. And it did not last very long. It was the revival movement in the late 1940s. The name carried on, but uh, just like institutions, revivals do not last very long. There's a reason for that, okay? And it began in the the Sharon Orphanage, was up in Canada, uh, I'm actually not sh- exactly sure which part of Canada it was in, which province. And um, <clears throat> I know a lot about it. I it kinda, they, they were really influenced by this one book that had to do with prayer and fasting by a guy called Franklin Hall. I assumed that he was a Illuminati agent just by the title of the book. It had the word atomic in it, and I'm going, come on, man. But after I read some things, I go, Thought things. I realized that the book came out in 1946. And what were people talking about back then? Adam Bones, right? So that word would be on the lips of people, and he was trying to get people's attention. And he's basically talking about how you can have power with God through fasting and prayer. I mean, this is actually what the Bible says. But it's kind of like a re emphasis because people need to I hear this again, because you can have with God and but he was talking about going on a completely different level <clears throat> and I wouldn't buying it for a moment now these guys were totally immersed in prayer and fasting I'm talking about heavy-duty long-term fasting See, most people that have listened to me they've ever done this I fasted for 35 days one time I should have went for 40 but uh, I was I didn't have any problems at all. I just got tired of drinking herbal tea and watching football. I just didn't go that well, you know what I mean? And cuz if there's a big game or something like that, I drink beer. I'm a Washington Husky fan, you know. Rose Bowl, I'm not going to sit there and drink herbal tea. It's just no. No, no, no. no. And uh, I was always an event drinker. If there's a big game, we're going to drink more beer. And if it's just a regular old game we're gonna blow people out, you know, fifty five to three, not gonna drink any beer. It's not even important. You know what I mean? Well not every game is televised for one thing, so it's on the radio and I'm not gonna sit there drink beer. Okay. So I don't want you to think I was drinking beer every Saturday. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, I assume these people there was a movement that came out of this called Manifest as Sons of God. And I bought I, I bought all these books that, that exposed this this movement, and it was obvious to me these people were agents or just demonic. Back in the old days, I didn't think about Illuminati agents. I think it wasn't even into conspiracies. I didn't get into conspiracies until 1991, and um, so I was reading about this kind of stuff back in about 88 or 89. So I, wa- I wasn't thinking they were agents. I was thinking that they were false teachers, false prophets. Okay? And the number one person that I thought was a false prophet was William Branham. Okay? And he was associated with that movement to some degree. It's kind of a technical matter, there's a different opinion. Um. Pastor Charles was the guy that convinced me that um, William Branham was the real deal. And I discovered, to my own horror, that uh, the Illuminati hated this guy, and they created all this slander about him. Had I ever thought about that? No. They're going to do the same thing with the prophet, so you'll see it. And one of the reasons the Christians will reject him, because I believe he's going to have more than one public wife, That'll be enough right there. He's evil, and they'll have evil suspicions. If, if, if there was nothing else, that would be enough a reason right there. You got people going around saying he's Christ. they say, That's not my Christ. That's not my Christ. And, uh, and they're not going to make it. And what God is doing, I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be tremendously valuable to you. Because I'm telling you ahead of time, and you'll see these things take take place, this man will appear, he'll be physically perfect. Women will adore him, all right, just because of his physical perfection. And all these people will be calling him the Antichrist. That is your Messiah. So watch for it. He's going to come first. They've already programmed everybody to believe the Antichrist is coming first, right? <clears throat> this is what they teach. Well, have you shown up yet? You know what I mean? And uh, how's that, how's that going to work with your pre-trib rapture there? Uh, it doesn't even work. But anyway, it's a little bit complicated. <clears throat> what we're really talking about, uh, they ignore the pre-trib rapture in this particular instance. And they focus on the second advent, which occurs at the end of the seven-year tribulation period. And so um, when they talk about Antichrist coming first, even though most of them are pre-tribulationalists, they ignore that actually, they no, you teach that Christ is coming first, then the Antichrist comes, then Christ comes again. You see that? So I guess the reason they do that is because the pre-trib rapture, in their view, it's a very brief event. He doesn't come down to earth. Okay? So that's why they do that. Uh, but according to the belief system, it, it is a manifestation of, manifestation of Christ in some sense. Okay? So, um, <clears throat> you know something? Um, if you're listening to my show <laughs> and you realize how deeply the Illuminati has psyoped conservative Christians, you would be open to the possibility that what they expect Is the exact opposite of what's going to happen. I've talked about the 180 degree lie and that is their goal. Always to get you to believe the opposite because if people ask me, well why would they tell such a big lie? That's what a 180 degree lie is, right? Because that are going to make people more delusional and out of touch with reality as possible. You see that? And also, the entities that create these big lines, um, they're like a magician, you see. And it's a big challenge to create these big illusions. And they know a lot about human nature. And uh, they know perfectly well that this has been talked about before historically, that because of human nature, human nature has to do with blindness and stupidity, okay? Isn't it true we see this all around us today? Well, it's been like this all through history. The blinded, ignorant, unwashed masses, century after century, they're uneducated, right? They're steeped in superstition, okay? They know that these people um, are more prone to to not believe the big lie, for the simple reason that it's, too, it's just too incredible. It's too incredible. You know what I mean? And there's going to be a lot of conservative Christians who are going to reject what God's doing. It's called the new thing, two different times in the book of um, <clears throat> Isaiah. they are going to reject this new thing. Because it's just all too fantastic, and because it has to do with being fantastic, they'll, they'll talk about this is strange doctrine, right? Look at these people. Are they prepared for some something that is highly unusual from God? Uh, apart from like a second coming, no. They think they've got it all figured out. They got these prophecy experts. A lot of them are on the payroll, by the way. And the ones that aren't on the payroll, they just repeat what the people on the payroll say. They're like Pied Pipers. These are the guys. Here we go. When you go to your Bible prophecy conference or you buy your DVDs, those two things, watch out for those people. Selling the DVDs and leading the the Bible prophecy conferences. Um, It's not all bad. You'll have a few ignorant uh, dispensationalists. That's what they are, dispensationalists. They're at the conference, too, and they're speaking as well. And they're just totally in the dark. Uh, they've been swayed by these uh, false teachings. And I said before, if you, this is the value of having a conspiratorial mind. There's a value to having a conspiratorial mind. And how does this reply to this? Well, <clears throat> when you look at all these movies about Bible prophecy, These are ones for Christians, okay? It's always the same version. It's dispensationalism, and it promotes Christian Zionism. There's a biblical Zionism. This has nothing to do with biblical Zionism. It simply has to do with uh, whoever these people are. (laughs) You Uh, you want to call them Hebrews, Jews, whatever, whatever, okay? They have a right to the land because of the Abrahamic covenant. Is that so hard? And it's not been fulfilled yet. It's not been fulfilled yet, okay? Uh, The preterists will say it's all been fulfilled. And this is shocking. The, The level of ignorance of the Christian religion, because the historical view of the Christian religion, century after century, is replacement theology. Things did not change until the 19th century, and dispensationalism didn't really overtake that view until the 20th century. I'm not exactly sure when they overtook Like Most people today are dispensational. They don't even understand dispensationalism. Okay? It's just, they're just in that camp. It's the only camp you can put. If you believe in a pre-trib rapture, all right, I'm sorry, but uh, you're in the dispensational camp, even if you don't understand anything about dispensationalism. And people say, I don't like labels. Well, we have to use categories and labels and terms, and that's why I was explaining to Frank, you know, they have to be accurate so we can communicate effectively. This is what philosophers and theologians do. This is not what um, non-academics do because they don't understand the importance of proper terminology in order to communicate effectively they just don't understand this and the reason we know that is because they don't take the effort to learn this terminology What i've said on the show is deliberately made difficult with these big fancy terms and some of them are just absolutely ridiculous you know what i mean uh some of them are so obviously uh difficult they don't want people talking about the particular subject the common man he's not going to even pronounce these words he will they will never be on his lips so he's never able to speak with precision and so he doesn't have desire to learn the terminology he's never going to speak with precision okay you can't have a dialogue with these people and if you use these terms These are the ones that are stuck in the emotional realm and they will accuse you because they they start to feel inferior or they start to have guilt because, gee, I should have been studying these things. Sounds kind of important, but they haven't been. Then they will uh, point the finger at you and say you're full of pride. Uh, Spiritual pride is their favorite accusation. I said that's one of the biggest tricks to the devil. I've already talked about that before because it's highly subjective. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's, some people, it's obvious that they're spiritually crowned. For other people, it's not obvious. If you've never met this person uh, before, it's just somebody you know, on the internet, you can be really um, uh, hesitant to say, well, this person's spiritually proud, okay? Because um, that's slander. And slander is one of the sins, just like gluttony, it modern, cons- here we go, conservative Christians, they're not concerned about it. Go to YouTube. Look at all the finger pointing, the bickering, the accusations. Absolutely wretched. You know, Barbara was talking to me about this. Um, she put out these two videos. I guess it was one video that became really popular. And all these people were so incredibly mean. Now, this, this had nothing to do with, well, I don't say nothing to do with the Bible. It wasn't, the, the, the video was not, the subject was, I think, something to do with, um, you know, the eclipse or the sun or moon or, it may have had to do with Revelation, 12 I'm not sure. <clears throat> but um, the people that pr- profess the name of Christ, they need to understand you, you represent him, Okay? Uh, You're an ambassador, according to what it says, and you're held accountable, okay? And uh, that tells you something about these people's hearts, okay, that they reveal themselves with their tongues. James says that no man can control the tongue. And when I have somebody that I determine as an enemy, I go into the passive mode. Uh, Two years will fly by. I'm monitoring these these people because I have a firm belief in the total depravity of the soul. All right? That's a doctrine. (laughs) Calvinists believe in it. Martin Luther believed in it. Lots of people believe in it. John Wycliffe believed in it. Uh, Augustine believed in it. You know, he used different terminology. I believe in it. And I just sit there and do absolutely nothing... These people will destroy themselves with their own tongues. Oh, I'm taking notes in the background. Alright. Well guess what? Every one of my enemies has already destroyed themselves. But I didn't like notify them. I didn't want to. Because I knew what would happen and it did. So now you destroyed yourself with your own your own tongue. I got the documentation. Uh oh. Ha <laughs> ha. Dave's a real smart guy, isn't he? You see that? And uh, did I have to maneuver them or anything? Oh no, no. Now you're going to do it yourself. Um, because one thing you were wrong, and uh, God, uh, <clears throat> you're in the judgment of God. Let's talk about slander. Okay, that's one of the worst sins, and God takes it very seriously. Modern conservative Christians, they don't take it seriously. Unbelievable. It's one of the worst sins. The theologians will talk about. It's a form of spiritual murder. Okay. So anyway, back to the Latter Rain movement. <clears throat> uh, we were given Revelation two days ago. Here we go again. Dave is wrong. All right. No, I them up in the show. Wrong, over and over again. And then I changed my mind. And uh, basically, well, the, I think the first question I asked Chuck were these people? Were they sincere? Wasn't that the first question I asked? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to ask if someone's an agent, okay? Um, what you can do is just phrase a question and ask if they're sincere, okay? Now, here we go. I did this with Billy Graham. I assumed that he was a Illuminati agent, you know, from the get-go, probably from Illuminati bloodline, well, yeah, okay, and a Satanist, Okay. And to my surprise, we were told he was sincere. I'm talking about when he started out. Now <laughs> things went bad along the way. Uh, well, you could just go Google for go the Graham. You could put Freemason, and things will start to. Uh, it's just have you Googled him or have you not? It'll start to go down the tubes real fast. And you know, as the decades fly by, this is the number one guy when you think of American Christianity. This is your figurehead. And uh, I don't know exactly what happened with him. <clears throat> we were also told that Martin Luther King was uh, sincere. You Google him, oh, it's real bad. Uh, put adultery in a Google search. If, if you think that he was a quote unquote good man, uh, you're going to have a lot of information to explain. He was a sex addict, OK? And as far as Billy Graham, since we're talking about that, unless um, this is deliberate slander, it could be happening over and over again. You'd be at a hotel and you'd see these prostitutes in the hallway. Okay? And they're coming out of whose room? Uh huh. See, it's the people in the hotel, they see what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, because people are drinking. And partying, and they don't cover everything up. And um, it's hard to understand how someone could become that corrupt. The Illuminati are absolute masters of corrupting men. Okay? You could start off good. I think Martin Luther King started off good. But they corrupt you along the way. Okay? Okay? A lot of it, they do it with women. They send women to you. Uh, Most men (coughs) are not strong enough to resist beautiful women that are persistent, that actually physically throw themselves at you, grab your crotch. Okay, this is the opposite of Trump grabbing crotches. We don't hear about women grabbing crotches, but we do the same thing. Or they will just take their clothes off right in front of you and just stand there, and they will grab your crotch. I'm going to tell you right now, most men cannot resist that. And what we're talking about is a black widow. There's different types of black widows, okay? All right, so anyway, the idea here is that this movement got off to a good start, and this is what I'm talking about here. They actually were given revelation that a limited group of Believers that are, you know, very committed, very serious, you know, gifted, um, dedicated, holy. We're going to be physically transformed. Now, I, I knew all about this. Did I believe it? No. I said right on the show, satanic perversion. Right? Well, I was wrong about William Branham. I believe that William Branham was the greatest worker of signs and wonders since the Apostles as far as we know in history. And I mean, just two days ago, I was looking at some of the stuff with William Branham, and I'm just going, Pfft. he was very naive about the Bible. He's not a theologian by any means, okay? He's a worker of sign and wonders, okay? I, I, some of the things that uh, he, he... Supposedly, he claimed to be this angel in Revelation chapter 3. Now... Um, I don't really have an opinion on, on that. Okay. I don't really have an opinion on that, but, um, <clears throat> even if he did, cause I, I, it's possible. It's slander. Cause I've, I've already found instances where, um, <clears throat> they said he believed this or that. And he didn't even believe it. You see? And uh, and so how do you know? I mean, this was back in the late forties, fifties, and early sixties. I believe the he murdered him, and uh, just like they did with Keith Green, he's probably the best Christian, uh, uh, popular Christian music singer, in my opinion. We'll have some bumper music from him eventually. I got Christian stuff too. Yeah. They want me to do a Bible study or something like that. But waiting all this time, um, waiting, waiting, waiting. I talked about in the show, right? Well, the time is now I'm going to put pet goat now exclamation point. That's my plan for the video or not the video, but the podcast. And I may put revelation fulfilled. Um, but anyway, The reason this is important is because when you talk about transformation, it's just like, well, who's saying this besides Dave, right? Uh, It's already happened. And uh, it's all historically documented. And it pivots around. Obviously, it, it doesn't mean it's true. But I'm talking about there were people talking about this. And we believe that because they fasted and prayed, they were shown a few things. It's, it's not some big thing. They weren't really shown that much. And then, um, <clears throat> this is what happens with revivals. They slipped into corruption. You know, the ego takes over pride, right, based on the nature of man. And things that collapse fairly really quickly. Then they slipped in the agents. Uh, one of the most notorious ones was a guy named Paul Kane. Uh, everything I know about the guy, he's a homosexual. Go Google that. Totally corrupt. You know what I mean? He was hanging out with them for years, and it shows you how naive they were. They couldn't figure out that he. See, they they're not even thinking about agents, right? Not even just like just like me in the late 80s. I'm not thinking about agents. I'm just thinking about false prophets, false teachers. These guys are satanists. They're on a payroll. And they're right next to you in the worship service, looking real spiritual, fooling everybody. Oh, yeah. And they, the, uh, the unholy spirit we talked about, there's an unholy spirit. They prophesy right through them. You want to about the unholy spirit? Go Google Kansas City prophets. See, they have a distant connection with this movement. These guys are totally corrupt. They're totally false. Don't think that I've... <laughs> All these people, all these revivals, like the Tor- Toronto revival, the Pensacola, Florida revival, it's from Satan. No. All I'm saying is that um, very early, uh, the Day Movement was the real deal, and it was a move from God. The people were sincere, and it all got corrupted. And so the people that are writing these books uh, that influence me, they're not, um, they're fairly discern that it got off to a good start. And what they're doing is the same thing I'm doing is they're looking at all the one, all these people that came later. They were either incredibly naive or they were, um, Satanists on a payroll almost every time I believe they're Satanists. They're not Freemasons. Okay, Our enemy is not Freemasons. The enemy is Satanist and his followers. All through history. And these people um, disguise themselves as good people. This is what they do. And one the reason they do it is to fool Christians. And they doing a really good job. They've been doing it all through history. They've been fooling everybody. They... Um, what they do, um, they're evil people that disguise themselves as good people. And it fools pretty much everybody. Almost everybody. I mean, you could have, like, you know, different centuries where everybody would be fooled. I mean, you're talking about men of God who are praying and uh, hearing from the Spirit. They didn't have a clue. Now, they might think they're fa- They would think they're false teachers, right? But they didn't understand... Let me illustrate this. Okay, <clears throat> this is one of the um, conditions of man is blindness and spiritual stupidity. Okay, it, it's just the norm. All right, it's widespread. Anything else would be the exception, and it would be relatively rare. I'm, I'm, I'm starting, especially in this wicked world, where there's a veil over almost everybody's eyes including God's people. It talks about this veil over the nations in Isaiah 26 that will be lifted in the future. And we were actually given some revelation about that, Chuck. Uh, we're not trying to say that this veil didn't exist, but uh, it's become stronger with that eclipse. And you're going to see people acting differently and out of sorts. We'll be talking about that more. Okay. If you go to the book, uh, book of Ezekiel... <coughs> You're going to figure that the two most enlightened people in that time—you can make a good case—they'd be uh, Daniel, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel, right? Ezekiel was actually um, in exile, okay, in Babylon. That's where he's writing the book of Ezekiel. God took him. Not physically, not physical translocation, that's possible. He took him in the spirit, what New Agers call astral travel, and Christians don't believe in it, even though it's right in the Bible. We tried to do a show on this, and we got stymied both times. And now it's just on a list of shows to do, because one guy can't be there for a while. And we're actually having problems reaching Pastor Charles on the phone. I wanted to have all three people there. But Connie has also experienced this. And so Connie, maybe it'll work out for the good to get her on. And we'll have four people. I don't, I don't do this kind of thing. Ever experienced it? <clears throat> Except for possibly one time when I took some morning glory seeds. And I remember, like, I was floating above my body. I didn't really go anywhere. It you know? just happened one time. And I only took those seeds one time. I didn't, what kind of hallucinogens I used to take was the magic mushrooms. I just smoked pot, you know what I mean? And drink beer, watch sports, you know. So anyway, um, here you got this enlightened prophet. He's in tight with God, right? And uh, God has to show him about the infiltration. He had to have a revelation. You see that? These guys are smart. You know who's covering it up? The dark angels. You see? What is Paul talking about there? That our battle is not with... You can take that in, in a modern uh, context. We're not battling the Illuminati. You see that? You know, the, the, the arm of the flesh. Our, um, our warfare... Is with these dark Elohim, and where are they residing according to Scripture? In heaven. Is that what the Christian religion believes? Absolutely not. This is why I talk about over and over, God has blinded, or I'll say blocked. I use terminology to deliberately stimulate the human mind to jolt it. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm a deprogrammer, okay? I know exactly what I'm doing. Chuck and I talk about this terminology. Should we use this word, that word? I put a lot of thought into it. I'm a Christian deconstructionist, and I'm a Christian deprogrammer. I deprogram Christians. Ask yourself this question. Have all these people been buried in a sea of propaganda? Yes. They all were, right, in their childhood, right? Do they know anything significant about it, I'm like on a local church level? Well, I'll tell you what. When you start to poke around the Internet and discover things, guess what? You can't even talk about it in a church. And if you go to a church, you actually know that. You have to form a friendship with a few people. It may take years to actually open up and say, well, here's what I really think about what happened on 9-11. We talked about this pastor. uh, James was in the chat room there. He went to this church. Connie's mom went there. Connie's sisters. Connie went there. The pastor got fired for his views on 9-11. Conservative conservative Reformed Church. Okay? That's why he's fired. Believing in conspiracies. You see? You understand that local church does not do conspiracies? You understand the academic community does not do conspiracies? I'm talking about historically. Historically. Now, the Christian church is primarily made up of churchgoers. These people don't do conspiracies. And it's kind of like being a doctor or working at a hospital if you're a nurse. If you start to figure out that um, vaccines are bad for you and these prescription drugs are destroying people's lives, with them on synthetic opiates, what do you do? Do you try to um, reform the medical system? No, you don't. And you're not going to be able to reform it. Or you're just going to get fired to keep your mouth shut, right? you learn to how to work with the system. I mentioned this earlier. There was a lady on a Christian flat earth thread. And that's, this is one of the things, like I said before, the flat earth is kept completely wrong. They'll talk about the flat earth like it's some kind of a gospel or something. Okay we can all disagree on cosmology it's not something that's essential we're supposed to be focusing on relationships we live in a highly divisive world right now and the church is highly divisive itself Judaism is not like that I actually believe that Christianity is the most divisive religion in the modern world and it's the most divisive religion ever And it has to do with social engineering. These people are programmed to divide, to have a party opinion. You know, they call it denominationalism, right? William Branham saw the evil of all that, Uh, but he had a simple belief about denominations. I'm trying to remember right now. It's not true. I mean, I mean, you can see that party spirit that creates a division. And you see the arrogance and pride and all these people wanting to believe that their group is the best. Right? They all believe this. Otherwise, they would go to a better group. This is why I talk about delusional Christians. If you're delusional, then God is... um, He's withholding help. He's withholding light from you. Now, how many Christians talk about that? They don't. Okay? Now I'm saying as a general rule he's doing this to to, to all of us. And it's, this is in the Bible. I've done all these scriptures. Okay? And this would be the farthest thing from a Christian's Oh, God would never do that. He wants to shed light on everyone. It's just up to you. That's their childlike mentality. They, they don't Look it, when you go to a local church, do they talk about judgments against God's people? They'll talk about maybe a judgment in the future. They might even get really biblical and quote the Apostle Peter and say, you know, after we, get out of the, after we fly up in the pre-trib rapture, judgment's going to begin in the house of God after we uh, fly up in the sky. You know what I mean? They don't think they're going to be under judgment. They don't think they're under God's judgment. They are under God's judgment. That's why there's so many problems everywhere. And that's why Christianity is a corrupt religion. Just like the Judaism or the Hebrew faith in the first century. It's it's no big deal. You know what I mean? It's corrupt. Do Christians talk about their own religion being corrupt? No, they don't. They'll talk about uh, corrupt Christians, you know what I mean? But see, everybody has to have their pristine group. Everybody will always, okay, there's problems in my church. But they're not gonna refer to their denomination as corrupt. You see, you know what? If it's corrupt, guess what? It's false. And that word does not make any sense to them. You ever hear any Christian ever talking about how their denomination is false you see that so when they talk about corruption they're just playing around the edges they're not really serious any authority from the ancient world a prophet that would show up today you say this is corrupt this is false every single one of them so see we don't have these prophetic voices and I'm just going to tell you all these so-called authorities that Christians are looking to for guidance. First of all, they're modernists. I've already pointed out before. They're modernists. They don't have an ancient mindset. But they are the products of social engineering. They're literally babes in the woods. They don't know anything about conspiracies, anything significant. Can't even figure out 9-11. Can't even figure out Pearl Harbor. Can't even figure out Oswald. Haven't even tried. Uh, you know, newspaper readers. Going oh, to Huffington Post, stuff like that. Uh, listen to the Nightly News. These are the people that are guiding you. Is God helping them? No. No, no he, he's struck everybody with blindness. Okay? You're talking about different degrees of blindness here. Where are these people that, that can speak the mind of God? Do you see any? I don't see anybody. I'm not impressed with anything. Is there anybody that has any secrets from heaven? You see, I don't see anything. Okay? Uh, like actually, you know, one of the best things I see, just simple type things, were a woman uh, maybe on YouTube will begin with some dreams. There's nothing really profound. You know what I mean? You know, Babylon is falling. Okay. I, mean, I don't need a dream to figure that out. I can just look around. But see, we have all these contrary opinions. Well, I think Mr. Babylon, Home the Church, you know. And uh, another person has um, a preterist will say, "Well, I think it's the uh, first century Jerusalem." You know, another person will say, "Oh, well, I think it's America." Another person will say, "I think it's the New World Order." You see, where is the clarity? All we have is confusion. Now, <clears throat> the good thing about this. We don't have a high degree of accountability. If you've got apostles around, (laughs) you have to obey them. So we have so much massive confusion. God does not hold us to the same standard as in the first century. Christians, they don't don't believe this because they're overly bibliocentric, what the Bible says, you know what I mean? And they think that everything is the same. I'll tell you something, um... You've got a massive difference where you have a body of believers that's being governed and guided and steered by the apostles and this mess that we're in today. You would never have this kind of confusion. Okay? Well, one of the um, <clears throat> fundamental concepts of a heresy or a heretic has to do with division is a person that causes division. It doesn't have to be uh, you know, promotion of a non-essential, which we call a heresy. It's a person who causes division by any means. Let me tell you something right now. According to an apostolic standard, these Christians who are trying to bang the table in local churches about the flat earth, they're heretics. That, that's, that's the biblical standard there it has to do with causing division it doesn't have to be denial of an essential truth if it means more than one thing in different contexts okay it can be a person who causes division significant division among the brethren by any means It doesn't matter if he if he keeps pounding the table here's what what I'm talking about <clears throat> is turning a non essential into an essential you see that These flat earthers act like, you have to believe this. This is really important. No, you don't. You can believe whatever you want about cosmology. Where in the Bible does it say you have to believe these things? It says it's nowhere. Okay? I've talked about um, the pathetic state that we're in with these frozen minds. These are the experts that guide us.
1: These are the specialists.
0: These are the people that are in these cult, buster, conservative Christian institutes, like Christian Research Institute, okay, CRI. These people, they can't even properly distinguish between a biblical heresy and a church heresy determined by a church council. Christian Research Institute uh, proceeds off the assumption that, um, that the doctrine of the Trinity is an essential doctrine. Give me a verse. Do they have it? They have nothing. You know what I mean? These are our experts. Okay? And we don't have any experts on the book of Revelation. I'll just say that right now. There is nobody that I'm impressed with at any significant level. I can point out the glaring errors of all of them. Uh, most people, I'll talk about this probably again just very briefly, hold to dispensational belief. What, what do dispensationalists believe? They believe in a secret rapture in Revelation chapter 4. God speaks to, uh, or possibly in an angel voice, he speaks to John. He says, Come up here. These are the people that you're trusting to interpret the Bible for you, and Bible prophecy. They believe, obviously, that the um, pre rapture is very important. So obviously it has to be in the book of Revelation. And I would agree with that. If it's, if it's true, it has to be in there. Well, where do you think it would be? These people are so simple-minded. They don't understand. Every single one of them I've ever seen, They believe that the book of Revelation is chronological and linear. This is an unbelievable state of idiocy. That's exactly what it is. Because they don't even believe it themselves. So it shows you they're not even thinking, and it's an absolute proof that their mind is blocked. Go to Revelation 12 and ask them Do you believe that this male son? Is
1: Christ? They'll say yes.
0: And you ask them, do you believe this has to do with the birth of Christ? They'll say yes. Yeah. So you just sunk yourself. You just refuted your own belief system. See, there's a disconnect in their minds, and that shows you their mind is blocked. How in the heck can the book of Revelation be progressive, chronological, or linear if it's actually reaching back? to an event, it's already occurred. <laughs> Unbelievable. If you have knowledge, <clears throat> you'll see it's a little complex because you have to determine exactly what this is at, but there are at least there are six or seven cycles. Cycles in the book of Revelation. Now, you probably have not heard that before. And that allows you to interpret it properly. Uh, for instance, when you have the, uh, the seven seals there in Revelation 6, it culminates with the second advent. So look at it. I see people can't see that. This garbage comes from the Illuminati, by the way. It's propaganda. It's to blind you so you can't interpret it. That's why the rich rulers and the military generals are hiding in the rocks. Christ has appeared. All right? It's right there in front of your face. After that, it starts a new cycle. Okay? So is there any authority that can prove that um, when uh, John is spoken to, it says, come up here, can they prove that's free tree of rapture? Nobody can prove that. They have to spiritualize the text, okay? They should be lucky that that passage is there, because otherwise you, you would have nothing. And there is nothing. And they're not doing anything different than a Jehovah's Witness, just perverting and twisting the text. And this is the common belief of the people. And then people wonder why. Why do you say that Christianity is a cult? Because the people in this religion have a cultic mind. And they're enslaved by propaganda. They don't really know anything important about conspiracies. Their minds are enslaved. So in every cult, you have cultic minds. Is somebody going to say their minds are not cultic? They can't even think. They can't think straight, right? That's a cult. And I I talk about how it's the best cult in the world. Join it. This is as good as it gets when it comes to institutional religion. Now, if that's the true condition of things, then obviously we're under God's judgment. And we've been under this judgment since the first century. Uh, We don't even have a single theologian that can step up to the plate and talk about a corporate judgment over God's people. It has to do with what happened in the first century. And, you know, we are Israel... And we're under a judgment. Israel is the bloodline, uh, but people can join Israel. That's the secret. And that's why you don't hear that talked about. It was permissible in the law of Moses. It has to do with assimilation. If you don't know that, then you're not going to be able to comprehend that we are Israel. All right? We're under judgment because of our ancestors. All right? And it's one big mess, and the longer you talk about it, the worse it gets and the more obvious it becomes. You know, um, these podcasts that we're doing are not effective uh, for communicating information. I hate to say that. I'm very aware of that, okay? They needed to stay on one subject and be concise and not go on too long. That's how you communicate to the people, okay? You don't have all these people. They we have time to listen to 5 Hour Podcast. But when I pound away hour after hour on some of these subjects, that's very effective uh, to break down deprogramming. But how many people are listening that long? You know what I mean? Well, we've got a lot of podcasts where we start off slow. And, uh, you know, we ramp up the last... Uh, well, it gets heated in the last hour. <laughs> That's when the temperature's high. And then we run out of time. And you know perfectly well you don't see that kind of thing elsewhere. And that mini-marathon, well, it's not a mini-marathon. It's, uh, it was a marathon period. But I went for 11 and a half hours. Look at the timestamps. I'm going to put the first one in uh, room two. I might splice uh, the latter part of it off if you listen to all that I was ramping up just like I regularly do but it was more spread out elongated and the last hour was the most heated and I didn't even say a word about it on Facebook I just set a record on the day of the eclipse I did something no one else has done I went for 11 and a half hours. didn't say a single word. You know why? Because my mind is elsewhere, not even thinking about it. That's the truth. I may say something on here. But, you know, that is Dave Fox. I don't promote myself, right? I just do a poor job of it. Even when I talk about, well, I need to promote myself more. Even then, I fail. It's because, um... I get distracted by all this profound stuff in my head, and I need other people to do that kind of stuff. Somebody needs to do what I do. Uh, excuse me. Somebody needs to do um, things that I'm not so good at. You know what I, mean? uh, I need to do what I'm best at. Other people can do things like that. And that's the way it will be in the future. We'll have delegated authority. Um, if you don't think that something significant is going to happen, we're going to be linked up with this movement, for bad or worse. It will be both. I'm talking about the Labyrinth Movement. We we will be literally linked up with them. Why? Because of one word, transformation. They talked about having immortal bodies walking the earth for all men to see. And you didn't know that there were people already talking about this. These were people who were praying and fasting. uh, Like few have in the 20th century and possibly, possibly nobody. Because I believe it was a genuine revival. And I look at the timing of that. I totally believe it was from God. Because the uh, predictive programming is indicating... This transformation has to do with the eclipse. Okay, it's going to happen after it. And there's people. It's possible that people have already been transformed. They could be in hiding. I don't know that. You don't know that. They could be transformed and um, maybe hide in the background for a while. And I'm so confident of this that this is this is something that's even you know, I mean. If enough time goes by, I'm talking about years. People are going to go, that was false. You know what I mean? And uh, so it involves some risk taking, but I'm so certain of this that I'm going to come out and predict that you're going to see this. And I'm doing it deliberately because then I can point back, this is for your benefit, and say, look, it. I told you. Now listen to me, okay? You see, there's too many people out there. I, I talk to people like Channing, OK? It's just another opinion, like on YouTube. No, it's not another opinion. They don't have anything esoteric. I've never seen anything significant, OK? I've seen little things. These are the thing, little things that have been covered up, and you can stumble upon them. It's about something significant, OK? Any secrets from heaven? No. Is everybody out there talking to angels? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's all bad, let me tell you. It's just really laughable. You know, and these people, they're massively deceived. And it's obvious. I mean, you can see it. I can see it, too. So is there anything out there where you're kind of like, wow, and this is kind of hard to prove wrong? That kind of thing? See, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a lot of things. There's really no way to prove it wrong. You can't use the Bible to prove it wrong. That sounds kind of far out, right? Yeah, it's far out, all right. But can you prove it wrong with proof texting? No. And I'm actually talking about things that I already know that you can't disprove with the proof texting method. That's why I'm talking about it. But unfortunately, there's people that don't know how to use the Bible uh, properly, and they will think that they can prove it wrong, because you always got these people, right? Well, if you think you can do that, then come talk to Dave. That's what I say around here. Uh, just, just come talk to Dave. Bring your proof text. We'll see how you do. Okay. So anyway, to me, this is incredibly important. I was going to do a podcast the very day that I made this discovery about the lateral Rain movement. And I got so emotionally distracted by it. I see Chuck probably couldn't relate to all that see, I had all this background information, and I was just like, whoa. There's so many things that changed. But, yes, um, <clears throat> don't fool yourself and think that we're going to be, you know, in a little dark corner forever, okay? Because if that doesn't happen, then we will be linked up with the latter rain movement. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, um, it probably would be mostly bad. Because look at me, did I did I make a careful distinction? Um, that whole movement has been just ruined as far as you know publicly with guilt by association. You see, if the people that are look at Here is one thing you need to know: T V N, Trinity Broadcasting Network. <clears throat> give me a break, okay? They are historically related to this movement, whether that is um, accurate or not. I don't believe it's accurate, because you need to make these fine distinctions. It became corrupt and false, and uh, the people that are involved in the manifested sons of God and these latter rain-type people, you'll hear about Joel's army. That's another one. Watch out for them, straight from the Illuminati. They create these groups, Uh, think of them as a sheepfold, and they will gather genuine, naive, unlearned believers. People are actually praying. I remember people when I was a young Christian, I'll never forget them. They were very um, spiritual, Um, they spent a lot of time praying, they were very sensitive to sin. You know what I mean? and um and they had kind of an inner discernment that didn't specifically have to do with any kind of head knowledge i, I could give examples of this I, I actually have before but they didn't have any head knowledge they didn't have any significant book learning which is what you see on youtube by the way you're not getting smarter from moving away from books and the written word visuals with limited words no everyone needs to understand and that's devolution okay but it pleases the mind because the mind is fallen it has to do with a sinful nature inherited from Adam and one of the products of that is slothfulness everybody is slothful all of us okay and People just kick back and watch these videos, and they're satisfied with that level of learning, just like people are satisfied uh, with going to a uh, local church and uh, <laughs> being taught by their pastor. Do you realize how much your pastor is going if, if to... Let's, let's say you go to church twice a week. Wow, we're going to go to Wednesday night service. Wow. We're the higher level Christians. We're more committed. Yeah? You go to Wednesday night service. Do you realize how little information you're learning over the course of a year? Now, multiply that and say, okay, let's go to like 40 years. You're relying on your pastor who's not a learned man. He was never properly educated. You can't educate anybody in four, four years. Impossible, okay? They roll them off the assembly line. It's a conspiracy by the way. They're supposed to be an expert. You're supposed to respect them and believe that he's qualified, he's not qualified to be leading anybody. He can't even lead himself because um, you have to have knowledge. This is the truth. That's Most of you reject it. You didn't think that was true, that statement. The reason he can't lead himself is because he's still unlearned. It's actually what I call a neo. Ne, neophyte. A neophyte is a beginner, a semi-neophyte, okay? Here's the reason. Because he needs a mentor. You see that? If you need a mentor, I'm talking about just learning now. I'm not talking about spiritual guidance because um, even when you're, ideally, if you're a 60-year-old pastor, you should still have a mentor. It, doesn't, it, it changes as you get older. The focus is not so much on information, right? The focus is on guidance. Spiritual guidance, you know, give an opinion about this or that. You know what I mean? And you respect that opinion, you see, because if you've been doing what you're supposed to be doing, you've taken in a lot of knowledge over over that time. Okay, so the emphasis is different. But if you are a 25 or 30 year old pastor, no, you don't know that much. I know it's hard for people to believe because they don't understand. As I like to say around here, it's a contrarious quote. Um, you don't know what you don't know. That's the problem. You think that you know. You think everyone. <laughs> this is part of the you know being delusional. Pretty much everybody believes. And there's exceptions to this. If we talk about some something specific, people will realize. Well, I don't know anything about that. I'm just talking about overall knowledge. It's the common delusional belief of men and women. To believe that they are sufficiently informed and you know why that's true because if they don't believe that then they're going to have to believe that they're not sufficiently informed is that what people believe no I've talked about why people believe and act this way it has to do with deep embedded fears and anxiety that would make you anxious that you're First of all, you're acknowledging that you're inadequate, right? Yeah. But see, people, <clears throat> they have what I call you know, me versus you programming, which we see every day on Facebook, YouTube. on you know, these YouTube comments fighting back and forth, hurling insults, you know, I'm right, you're wrong, all these crazy interpretations. A lot of people, none of them are right. This bunch of confused people uh, with no guidance, no mentors. They're on their own. Okay, But we have this me-versus-you programming, and uh, in order to make that work, you have to convince these people, obviously, that they have sufficient knowledge. Otherwise, it's not going to work, is it? Well, yeah. And so this is what they believe, because um, otherwise you're going to have to believe that you have uh, inadequate knowledge, and you're ill-informed and people don't like to believe these things just like i said before you can easily prove that mankind is delusional because people believe that they are good people i'm a good person you talk to these people you know if you're a christian and they they they, um they're not a christian right you'll notice that when you dialogue with them now things are changing every generation is changing now this is the way it's been more historically like in 20th century a lot of times they'll say they'll say things like, "Well, I like to believe I'm a good person," right? They believe that they're doing good things. You know what I mean? This is what they believe. What did Jesus say? <clears throat> he liked to ask questions to get people to think. He said, "Why do you call me good? No one is good." That God. You go to Romans chapter three. There is no one who is righteous. All right. It's not talking about legal righteousness, which I mentioned on a previous show. This has to do with the performance of good works. And again, in this particular instance, obviously it's not talking about comparing men with men. No, because it says they're all. Corrupt, no one is righteous. <clears throat> doesn't say corrupt, okay? That's the implication. It's obviously measuring themselves as God or just evaluating them as a, as a general whole. They don't measure up. You see that? And you can see that the mind of man, he does not want to acknowledge this, and he does not want to acknowledge this about himself. This is why I talk about people are stuck in the emotional realm, okay? And people are going to judge me within that context. And we've already seen this. They don't deal with the information. They will talk about, um, well, Dave is full of himself. This is the all about Dave show. Dave likes to hear himself talk. That's why he goes on those long rants, you know. He just kind of feeds off himself. He feeds off his own big ego, right? And they go on and on. Davis is a narcissist, right? Do they talk about scripture? No. Do they try to prove me wrong with scripture? No. Do they get the Bible out? No. What does that tell you about these people? Well, if you've been listening, it tells you a heck of a lot. And this is not. The way that the Holy Spirit, everybody, here's another delusional belief. I'm led by the Spirit. Is there anyone that wants to come out and say that you're not led by the Spirit? Christians are delusional. Prove it right now. All Christians want to believe that they're being led by the Spirit. Now, isn't that true? Of course it is. I look around. All the mass of confusion, corruption, wickedness? And ask yourself this question Are these people being led by the Spirit? Let's throw in the word significant, okay? In a significant manner? Are you kidding me? These are the most corrupt, wicked people in world history. And I've already said the Christians are the most wicked people of all. And I've proved it with the Bible as I can. I keep referring to that passage over and over in Ezekiel, where it says that um, <clears throat> the Judeans were more wicked than Sodom, That's because they had a higher degree of accountability. See, men do not judge each other like God. They have different priorities. And this is why In certain contexts, we are told not to judge. When we're told not to judge, that has to do with the things that belong to God. Okay? And the judgment seat of Christ. In other contexts, we're told that we're supposed to judge, which is basic common sense. We have to evaluate things. How can you do that without making a judgment? we test all things, hold fast to what is good. Uh, Does that... Require making a judgment. You make judgments on people. <laughs> but these simple-minded Christians local churches, they try to quote this or that passage. They're not supposed to judge. You know where that doctrine comes from? Satan, right? Teaching of demons. If you knew how many teachings of demons were in a local church, you'd be absolutely shocked, even though you already had a pretty dim opinion of institutional Christianity. But institutional Christianity, like I said before, is prophesied specifically the Roman Catholic Church in 1 uh, Timothy 4, verses 1 and 2. And it says that these teachings come from what? Demons. And obviously Satan. That's what you get at a local church. So is every, everything can to become wonderful once you get away from a local church? No, it's not. Now you're guiding yourself. Do you have a mentor? <clears throat> Where are these mentors, by the way? I don't see them. Because everything in this culture has to do with individualism. You can do it. You can be a super mom. They give it a big sell. Uh, secular society is massively narcissistic right down the line. And they're always telling you how great you are. It's a big lie. Okay? It has to do with humanism and evolution. In order... <laughs> In order to uh, give you the big sell on evolution, they have to tell you that you're getting better and better. And they actually appeal to science. Because obviously, if you have any discernment whatsoever, you look around at the society, the people, they're animalistic. They're brute beasts. They're corrupt. They're wicked. They're evil. They can't even guide themselves. And it's getting worse. It seems like it's getting worse every month. I'm talking about it, Mark. i will just talking about one thing. If you look at these YouTube videos about these people like fighting, uh, like in a fast food joint, punching and fighting and just total eruption, everything it explodes. Um, it's getting worse monthly. Think about that. You keep seeing, you call it a new first, right? Wow, I've never seen that before. Like I talked about earlier with this black girl, standing a bunch of, uh, a number of young black men, and she's screaming at them all of a sudden she runs into them and just starts punching them. Completely bizarre behavior, you know what I mean? Subhuman. Um, if we have too many people doing that, you will no longer have a society. The society will collapse. Okay? This is why we have to keep having more and more laws. We don't want more laws, right? Say Bulgani's trapping us all and they have to create, they keep creating all these new laws. Well, guess what? A lot of these laws, we have to have them, or we will not have a society. Now these people are being socially engineered, you see, to act this way. That's why I call them products of social engineering. They don't know anything about they're just machines The flesh whose buttons can be pushed. This is why we're going to have a race war, and we're going to have a new civil war. Uh, I talked about that big, long article on the blog Daily Crow. It shows the comparison between Trump and Lincoln. And you can see right there you know, he's a futurist, he doesn't know how to interpret the Bible. He's referring to Matthew 24 over and over again. And Jesus said all these things are fulfilled in this generation. Well, he doesn't understand that. Anyway, I mean, with all the linkage, uh, you can see there between Trump and President Lincoln, it's, it's all deliberate. Just like they did the same thing with uh, JFK and Lincoln. Uh, it's undeniable. You know what I mean? You can see that they're up to something, and it, it's staring you right in the face. It's going to take place, according to this predictive programming, during the uh, time that uh, Donald Trump is the president. It's going to happen, okay? And uh, <clears throat> this country will be a dangerous place to live in, and people will have a completely different mindset, you know, the comfort that we used to have, it'll be gone. And I'm actually saying right now the, the party for America is officially over with that eclipse. They've been partying ever since World War Two was over. People celebrated they've been partying ever since. Um, there's I think there's there's different stages, but that's the initial stage. It's kind of like a covert one. See, the people don't realize. They don't know, what, they don't know what's going on. They don't, they don't know the party's over. It's over. Okay? <clears throat> so I didn't quite clarify this, but I'm going to say this again. I got on there and committed myself to this eclipse that had to do with judgment on America. And God backed me up. What? Unless you want to be a coincidence theorist? Look what happened to our fourth largest city right after the eclipse. And did you know that people are not thinking along these lines? Why? Because they're lacking in knowledge. They're not associating that with the eclipse. Are people in the local church thinking that um, America's under judgment because this um, eclipse is a bad omen for America? I already told you, pastors are not doing anything significant at all to warn their people about some kind of um, <clears throat> significant negativity around the corner, whatever that may be, you know, whatever. They don't, first of all, like I said, not The great majority, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's around 90% they believe in a pre trib rapture, and that is propaganda to make you feel safe. Okay, and there's coming a time when hardly anybody's going to feel safe, there's going to be anxiety, even if you feel protected from God, you're going to see a series of events that's going to impact people on an emotional level like never before since the first century. Jesus said the greatest tribulation ever is in the first century. That will tell you right there Christians are clueless about the first century. He said it was it was never like this in the past and it'll never be the same again. Okay. They had the Torah. It came supernaturally. From Moses on a mountain, they had all these witnesses. They had extremely high accountability. Our accountability is based on this Bible. We don't even know the, the true origins of it. As, far as Any kind of certainty? The Bible doesn't talk about a, a church council to determine the Bible, right? Doesn't talk about a canon? Well, Christians will say, well, of course. Show me where. Do I believe the canon is legitimate? Yes, but you can't prove it with the Bible. We have uncertainty. Because of that, I do not believe we have the same degree of accountability. The harshest judgment in world history was directed at Judah, which is somewhat curious because it was not directed at the northern tribes, even though initially they received the stricter judgment. And the reason is... Uh, historians will tell you that the Assyrians were some of the most cruelest people in the history of the world. Okay? And that's why we talk about the Assyrian captivity, but when we speak about what happened to Judah, we don't use that terminology, although it's acceptable. We typically say the Babylonian exile. And There's a lot of different reasons for that. Um... If, you know, if you study all that, okay, um, a lot of them prospered in Babylon to the point where they didn't even want to go back. And guess where the, what you have what's called the Babylonian Talmud. Where did the Babylonian Talmud came from? It came from scholars, Jewish scholars in Babylon who never returned to the land. They didn't even he- heed Uh, The prophecies of God. God told them to go live in Babylon. They wanted to escape to Egypt, right? He spoke to the prophet. He said, no, you're going to be in in exile for 70 years. This is my will, okay? I'm paraphrasing. And the people that knew God and heeded his word, they went off. And they didn't try to run away, let me put it that way. You didn't really have to do anything. they just come and pick you up. And they didn't, you know, haul everybody away. <clears throat> okay. And they hauled the most important people away. I won't go into all that. <clears throat> they left the riffraff behind, the weaklings. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> people with mixed bloodline, things like that. It was at least threat. You know what I mean? Destroy the people as far as what was left behind. It was the nation was destroyed. But um, <clears throat> that, that people, the people of God, received the strictest judgment in the history of the world. And what did that have to do with? This cataclysm. If you don't believe in that, it doesn't matter. Preterists don't believe in a physical, world like cataclysm. But they still maintain, and I agree with them, that it was the worst you know, judgment or suffering or whatever, in history, okay? But actually, the world was destroyed by fire, and we've been shown by revelation, the epicenter of that fire was Jerusalem. That's where God's anger was the hottest. That's your God. Christians don't believe that. "Ah, That's not my God. That's because they've never experienced his wrath. This nation is under a corporate judgment, officially, I'm declaring it right now, Okay? You want to call that a prophetic word? You can go right ahead. And when you're under a corporate judgment, the only way, there's a way you can get out of this judgment. Leave America. And by the way, that passage there at the beginning of Revelation 18, they talk about like Babylon's a system or something, a spiritual system. No. It's talking about an exodus. It's talking about going to a new exodus. You've never thought about that before. Is that how you get out of the Roman Catholic Church, going on a, an exodus? No. Because they're talking about leaving the institutional church or leaving the Roman Catholic Church. You see that? These are the people that believe that this mystery of Babylon is the Roman Catholic Church. You've got to remember, <clears throat> this was the predominant historical view of the Protestant Reformers. And you can see why they would hold that opinion. It was ruling it at that time. They looked at them as the enemy. And they actually were, okay? So, I mean, men are influenced by the world that they live in. Uh, They're products of their environment, and it would be acceptable and common for them to come up with that conclusion. Uh, Just like uh, Christians today are all focused on this fake Israel. This fake Israel is gonna become very important. Uh, People are gonna have to figure out whether this um, is Israel of God or not, because um, the great majority of Christians, we're talking about, <clears throat> wow, well, it's easily over 90%. Everyone who is dispensationalist believes this, you see. That's a fake Israel. It's a magician's trick. And, and that's, that, that is, that's the value of YouTube there, Okay. Um, YouTube is at the level where they can talk about, you know, the evils of uh, Christian Zionism and that kind of thing, okay? That doesn't have to do with the esoteric. So YouTube is a good format to get that word out there, just like it's a good format uh, to expose replacement theology. Remember, it doesn't matter if you know, eighty-five percent of uh, conservative American curses are dispensational. Are it doesn't matter. Uh, that's dispensationalism is not the historical view of the church. The historical view of the church is a deception from the devil and actually the Roman Catholic Church, it's replacement theology. Look at the Bible commentaries. The great Protestant commentaries like Matthew Henry, you know, great man. Uh, spent a lot of uh, time on his knees in prayer. This is amazing. One of the reasons why he prayed so much is to get light from God. You see, we have to understand that God gives light to one man and we withholds it from another. It doesn't have anything to do with human compassion. If it did, then he would have informed Matthew Henry, who wrote the greatest devotional commentary of all time, without question, without question. It's a devotional commentary, okay? But he has a lot of theology in it, no, no question, it's both, okay? But primarily devotional, you know what I mean? But he would talk a lot about spirituality. I mean, he was, um, he had, was like a Calvinist Puritan, pretty much, okay? And he had a, he's very learned man. Okay, did God ever show him the error of replacement theology? Let's, let's break that down in a nutshell. How do you break that down in a nutshell? He believed in a spiritual Israel. There you go. There's no, there's no spiritual Israel. And the dispensationalists believe in a spiritual Israel, too. And my audience believes in a spiritual Israel. And if you listen to the shows back in 2012, I'm talking about a spiritual Israel, okay? Because who the heck is ever going to think about a concept that, we, we're all Israel. That was completely foreign to my mind. I'd never heard anybody even talk about that. Where'd that come from? Revelation. Did God uh, give that revelation to Matthew, Henry? No. Did he give it to any of the Protestant reformers? No. Do you hear people talk about it? No. Can you prove it wrong with scripture? You're going to have problems. Because these so-called proof texts for a um, <coughs> spiritual Israel, People have never even thought, I've never heard of a single comment about the possibility that he could have been talking about just simply the remnant or an inner Israel, not an, not an outer Israel, that's something separate and distinct. So now you have two Israels. You have the physical Israel, they're judged by God. God abandoned them. This is what the Roman Catholics taught, okay? And then you have this new Israel. And the new Israel is a spiritual Israel. And that new Israel is the Christian church. You know where that doctrine comes from? Satan. Because you will never, if you believe that satanic doctrine, you'll never be able to figure out Bible prophecy. Because Bible prophecy is talking about the Israelites, right? And if you believe in uh, replacement theology, you'll say, well, that has nothing to do with us. And all these prophecies are fulfilled in Christ. They spiritualize it all. There's no physical restoration of Israel. Nothing. If you're dispensationalist, you'll say, "Well, that has to do with the Jews. That has nothing to do with us. I pointed this out before. Are we able to interpret these Bible prophecies in the Old Testament? No. Because it doesn't, either doesn't refer to you, or it's... All been fulfilled in a spiritual way. Uh Uh-huh. Trick of the devil. You see, the truth among God's blinded people is typically something you've never even heard before. Or it's a minority opinion in a dark corner. God's going to take these things and broadcast them, and you know what God's people are going to do? They will largely reject them. A strange doctrine. God's going to do a quick work, by the way, and actually talks about this, I believe. I think it might be in Romans 11. Yeah, I have to look that up. I haven't looked at that passage in a while. It says it's going to be a quick work, and it's talking about a huge amount of people. And I believe it's talking about the future, and it's talking about the new exodus. Because, you know, I believe in a lot of first-century fulfillment, right? And um, God's going to have to help people. We've been told this is not going to, you know, this, um, people are not going to figure this out through argumentation and debate. That's what, the way I used to think. The more I thought about it, I go, there's no way. Because it would take too long. It's only going to be around three-and-a-half years. Now, you know how fast a year goes by. <clears throat> and I hold to the opinion, and so does Charles, that Jesus' ministry was not three years long, or three-and-a-half. He thinks it's even shorter than I believe. And uh, it doesn't say that explicitly in the Bible. I think that's propaganda, too. <clears> there's <throat> not something big, you know. But um, do you realize... Look at Jesus could not Jesus could not do it. He did not do it. He didn't fail. The people failed. They rejected their Messiah. Only the remnant believed his words and persevered. There was people that believed and then they, they fell away, like the seventy disciples in uh, John chapter six. Go look at it. Actually, John six six that tells you right there, the Illuminati is involved with your Bible. chapter headings and the, <clears throat> the numbers. Okay. i got to qualify that. <clears throat> I believe that God was involved as well. Yeah. But what, what's important is the Illuminati. <laughs> They're involved. You know what I mean? Because I believe that God works through the Illuminati. And this is something that um, what's well, difficult for anybody to process. You know what I mean? Uh, it's been difficult with me but actually, God works through all things in a mysterious way. Uh, we'll be talking about um, the hurricane and how that was a judgment from God and how it had to do with Corpus Christi was the first, uh, I guess you call it a city, a town, maybe in between the two. You know, it's a deep conspiracy. So the second Illuminati directed it there for some kind of esoteric reason. What if God did that? The word means body of Christ. Can we prove? Look it. If you're on my side, you're going, okay, the eclipse happened, and this, God sends us a message. See, what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to make the connection. Okay, let me see here. we got eclipse, which is a bad omen for America. And then uh, during the following week, We have the worst disaster in American history. There's not supposed to be a correlation. Do you understand that God is trying to show you that America is under his judgment? In my notes for tomorrow's show... I was going to ask the audience, you know, be <clears throat> honest with yourself. All right? Because we're all have different degrees of blindness, right? Ask yourself and be honest with yourself were you actually making that correlation? I believe very few people were, even people who listen to this show. Now, is there any way to disprove that? What? Are you kidding? Now we can't prove that America is not under a judgment. And you're an American living in America. This is not good for you or me or anybody else. Remember in the book of Lamentations, Jeremiah wept because his people were under judgment. It was inescapable. The country was being pillaged and destroyed. It's all around you. The happy times are over. This is what's coming. The good news is, we're very fortunate. Uh, The only escape they had back then was obeying God and going into exile. The scriptures teach, just like God's people were in bondage in Egypt, it's all going to happen again on a bigger scale. I've given scriptures that actually prove this. They prove it. Do you really think that it's not going to be bigger and better? This is what people believe, you know. They don't pay much attention to, you know, what happened with Israel in the first century. You know what I mean? They're focused on the future. That's why they're called futurists. <clears throat> so this is really compatible with people's belief system. You know what I mean? The people that listen to the show, they are futurists. You know what I mean? I'm not. I developed an eschatology, uh, which I don't go around boasting about. It's called middle eschatology, or technically mediation eschatology. It holds to consistent middle positions that have been deliberately covered up, hidden. I discovered it one by one. I go, oh, this is happening, like, over and over and over again. You know, they're always pushing the extreme polar opposite to get the people to divide. Here, you go into this camp, you go in that camp, Republican, Democrat, we know this, don't we? Do we apply this to the Bible and development of a doctrine in the history of the church? No. Why? Because we don't think about infiltration, right? The centuries fly by. Do we think about uh, the injection of theological propaganda? as the centuries fly by? The answer is no. That explains why they're not thinking about this. Again, God, there it is. God is not informing his people. Why? The judgment is ignorance and blindness. Now, you can look at scriptures where it specifically talks about the God is referring to his own people and talking about how they're blind. Then you have other passages, like Isaiah 29, where he's talking about making them blind. Now go back to the local church. Do do they even think of this possibility? Do they even discuss it as ever mentioned on the lips? You you know that it's not. You know why? Because they're blind. The Israelites were blind and God's people today are blind, and the remnant is blind, and they're asleep. They're start, God is starting to stir people right now, behind the scenes. So if you see anything going on, let us know, because we're already getting early reports. <clears throat> I just told somebody, I said, um, this is one of the people that I have to rebuke over, and over again." he's a young guy, you know what I mean? It's like, here we go again. Regular monthly rebukes, and I actually comment uh, complimented him for the first time since <laughs> I can even remember. It's actually interesting that his condition has improved right after the eclipse. Right, Chuck? You were there? <laughs> you still there, Chuck? Yeah. You were there when I did that, and it happened yeah. right after the eclipse. Well, that's supposed to be a coincidence. Uh, The people that are destined for glory, they're going to start getting brighter. And actually, we'll be talking about... um, I've had a tendency in the past, you know, when it talks about the sweet influences of the Pleiades, to think of that in a strictly electromagnetic context. And I remember something that we were told, me and Chuck were told. It didn't make sense to me because I, I would draw this sharp distinction, you know, between spirituality and spirit and electromagnetism. I still believe that that's essentially true. And I, and I acknowledge that there was a, some kind of an overlap, which I won't go into right now to and four. Because we're limited by the human body. You've got to take care of your body. If you don't take care of your body, uh, you're going to deteriorate spiritually. It's like you've got to get sleep. It's going to affect your prayer life. But, okay, that's pretty obvious. Okay. But you can still draw these distinctions. But uh, I'm, I'm not certain exactly how this works, Chuck. And i have got to get some more information about it. I mean, I actually was think- I've been thinking about this just recently. But anyway, <clears throat> there's bad energy emanating from the constellation Draco. And also from this uh, occult star, it's hidden. Uh, they also throw a veil over it, by the way, because it's sacred. I've talked about that before, I think it was in room two. That is emanating bad energy. But um, <clears throat> we've talked about the human resonance, the electromagnetic field of the Earth. Now, that's electromagnetic, okay? And uh, that's improving. But the angels are... Directing this energy, it's on an individual basis. You see that? Some people benefit a lot more. Other people don't benefit at all. Uh, They got so many blockages, and also uh, their angel is not helping them. One of the things I want people to know is that um, a lot of people's angel don't even like you. They hate you. And they're not there to help you. This is scary. Okay. Uh, another reason we're going to be linked up with uh, William Branham kind of embarrassing because he's hard to process. So I mean, he stumbled. He's a stumbling block. He stumbled me for many a year, and I, you know, I, I was learned it. I read the books. I read all the good books. You know what I mean? And I couldn't process him. This is a new discovery. They actually talk about his personal angel. Well, guess what? I came up with that terminology. I think I might have put it in the podcast title. I may have taken it out. I don't remember. But that's, that's a term that I settled on. You know, we, we don't want to talk about higher self. That, that's a trigger word for a Christian. Let's, let's don't make it hard on people. You know what I mean? That sounds new agey. A personal angel, ah, that's something we can work with. OK, uh, the older term that I like was angelic film, and that's not too bad. OK, a personal angel. That, 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 that's not, you know, that's not too bad on, on, on a conservative Christian mind. OK, we can do We can do with that, Dave. OK. William Branham claimed to have a personal angel that he's talking to. Now, these are actually people who are either criticizing him or just writing historically. They're not really for or against. But they use this term personal angel. You can <laughs> you can go to Google and put uh, personal angel and William Branham. The best way to do it is go to Google Advanced and put those two terms in uh, parentheses. You get the best results. He <laughs> claimed to have a personal angel. Does that sound familiar? Uh huh. Now see, he didn't have a good theological understanding of all that. Okay. He probably just thought that he had a personal angel, and uh, he didn't realize that everybody did. I don't, I don't know. Okay? I, I'd say probably not. You know what I mean? But they're, they're I mean, who, who's talking about these personal angels? Okay? So whether he was officially within the Lateran movement, he was definitely identified with it. And... There was this huge revival. It was also a healing revival. It was a science and wonders revival, and people were healed. And uh, some of the stuff was demonic, okay? <clears throat> and, um, but it was a legitimate revival. But see, here's the thing. Um, it, wasn't the it wasn't a theological revival. It wasn't a reformation. You see that? None of those people had theological skills. None of them. Was it kind of simple minded, naive? Oh, yeah. no. Quiet. They wrote some books. You look at the books and they go, oh, geez, you know. Uh, mishandling the scripture. I mean, but, but here we go. William Branham, he was a dispensationalist. There you go. So he was stuck in the mud, basically, eschatologically. You can't even interpret the Bible. Uh, so let me go back to the book of Revelation just real quick. So they manufacture a secret rapture without any authority in uh, Revelation 4. Then they come out and they say, well, the book of Revelation is linear, progressive, chronological. Not even realizing they're refuting themselves because they're going to be forced to acknowledge that Revelation 12 is about the birth of Christ. These people have not even worked out these things in their own minds. These are Bible experts. They write books on Bible prophecy. A third pointer. I've mentioned these things before. How many of these people are claiming you've heard this over and over again? A third of the angels fell. We always hear that, don't we, over and over and over again? Where are they getting that? Revelation 12, at the very beginning. Look at the context. These are the same people who admit, well, it's talking about the birth of Christ. Christ. Well, when did that happen? Everybody knows. What's the immediate context there? Does that have anything to do with Genesis 6? Nothing whatsoever. Do you see how these because I made the extraordinary claim, these people are unable to interpret the book of Revelation. (laughs) People say, that's another one of Dave's boastful statements. Remember? Stuck in the emotional realm? Refute it. Anybody can accuse anybody. And what does that prove as far as the scriptures? Uh, You could be a boastful person and interpret the scripture correctly. Maybe that's your defect. Everybody has spiritual defects, don't they? There's nobody perfect. So if you have spiritual pride, does that mean that you can't interpret a given scripture or something? I mean, you could just borrow the belief from somebody else who's correct. And then publicize it, okay? So this is foolishness. Uh, people that are stuck in that realm. So anyway, they're an error. It's talking about, it doesn't, even, it doesn't even say angels, but I believe it does have to do with angels. It's just a, star, a third of the stars fell from heaven, okay? I went to an elaborate exegesis of that one time off the top of my head. Trying to prove that these, those stars are double metaphors, and they are. It's hard to get that through a Christian brain because they don't think about things like double metaphors. They think it's more plain and straightforward. Even though a lot of times some of them will like, they love to spiritualize the text. Anytime you get into a problem, conflicts with your belief system, just spiritualize the text. Let me tell you something <clears throat> that is the easiest, simplest solution. And yet these people want to pat themselves on the back and believe that they, oh, I have a deeper teaching. The deeper teaching is you're not supposed to take that literally. You've got to be led by the Spirit to understand that. Well, that's a claim. And you look at these people, they don't even know the most simple, basic rules of interpreting the Bible. Did you know there's rules for interpreting the Bible? It's called hermeneutics science of biblical interpretation. It doesn't matter if you're Roman, Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Calvinist, Pentecostal. Anybody that knows what they're doing, they all follow these basic principles. But now you get on Facebook, uh, <laughs> you're in deep trouble. You know what I mean? These people, they're not, they're not learned They've never studied these principles. They're unfamiliar with them. But they believe that they're led by the Spirit and can interpret the Bible because God is guiding them. Look at the results. And being kind. Anyway, Chuck, I'm going to go in this store and shop for a little bit. We can either end this or you guys can talk a little bit. It's up to you guys. Let's see how long I've been going. And I never intended to do this. And what, Dave, how did you pull this one off? I stayed in the parking lot and paced back and forth. I, I did
2: Three hours, hours and twenty minutes
0: or so. All right. Mm-hmm. I never intended to even do this podcast, and actually, it's yeah, been yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's it was kind of, of was
2: a good setup. It was a good setup for tomorrow's podcast.
0: So. so. Yeah. I have a lot of good stuff in there. I think. Uh huh. I'll be, there'll be overlap. I didn't intend to talk about some of these things, but see, we really are deprogramming people because you're hearing things that are unfamiliar, and, and I, I'll be the first to tell you when these things will go like right past you like the first time. Oh, you know, if you're somebody sure. new, it, it'll go right past you. Because you're hearing it for the first time. It, it, people believe the things that are repeated over and over again. That's, if, if you're a social engineer and you're trying to deceive people, this yeah. is a basic – fundamental, okay? Repeat the propaganda sufficiently, and the great majority will believe. And that, that's a fact.
2: That's well, an absolute these fact. Are, these, are, these are new and pretty heavy concepts, and uh, I mean, I, I, I know like, personally myself, it took me many times, many, many times of hearing this and uh, dwelling on it and thinking about it for it to make sense, or not to make sense, just for it to uh, the clarification, I guess, would be a better word. Um, uh-huh. Understanding, even a word, you know, you, you got to build foundation. But I do notice uh, some of the friends we talked to and uh, we've been talking to for the last three, six, nine months. They uh, they're picking it up and coming along, and I see them
0: grasping it and uh, actually accelerating, which is really cool, you know. So. Yeah, the main problem is is that people have not heard, and so, so that's why God has to do something dramatic. Let's take an example. Let's look at me. I'm going to tell you right now, it it can't happen with me. Uh, Let's say that um, I got out there and started publicizing myself. It would still take several years. You see that? Mm -hmm. We're not even getting rolling yet. Yeah, I know. It would take several years. See, so it's not going to happen with me. I'm going to tell you how it's going to happen. It's going to happen with people that have transformed Yeah. The whole world will yep. see. Yep. Uh, people in other religions will convert. They, we were talking about the Buddhists. They'll be very impressed by this. Uh-huh. They, they won't have a good theological understanding. But in oh. the East, they understand physicality. Yep. And they're very yep. impressed by this. You're, you're, you're some kind of uh, superior man, uh, an avatar, or a master. You see that? The Christians Definitely. have no understanding of electromagnetism at all.
2: No, they understand those concepts over there. This American propaganda we've had is mm-hmm. very difficult. I mean, like, to be honest with you, if I'm looking for your show and the prepping for this coming up, I can just imagine these people that, that don't have any understanding of this, how they're going to think when this happens. They're, they're going to fall apart. They're not going to be able
0: to accept it. They're
2: going to run the other way.
0: Absolutely. Well, also... People are going to be in a state of emotional duress. Mm -hmm. Their minds will not be clear. There will be a lot of distractions. They will make bad decisions. Yeah, for sure. Now, remember, God is sending, I said a stumbling block. He's sending a lot of stumbling blocks. Now, he already did this in the first century. And there's prophecies about these things in the Bible. Stumbling blocks, you know what I mean? And he actually talks about God um, putting barriers before his, own, before his own people. He says, I'll, I'll put a hook in your nose and lead you astray. Did you know that most Christians <laughs> don't know that that's in their Bible? And then I mean, what would a distant say was so say, like, well, that was with the you know, the wicked Jews. Or well, the same with the question uh, of theology. Yeah. God judged them. Where are these?
1: victorious
0: church <laughs> uh, you can yeah, see the victorious church is suffering from massive massive blindness they're, they're, you know just just they're not even educated forget about all the esoteric um, revelation every type of stuff forget all that they're just an unlearned people they've never been taught and they they're, they're, they've never been instructed and they haven't made up the difference by applying themselves Now that's the situation now, if someone can't see that, then they, their mind is, um, they're not thinking correctly because they, they're, they're not realizing that this so-called teaching method in, in churches, it's just, at best, it's just mediocre. they like to believe they're doing something excellent. This is the way they talk. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. They talk about this great word. Did you hear the word of the pastor? Oh, that was, a, here's what they say. You Ready? That was such a deep word from Pastor So and so. Right? That was a deep word. No, it wasn't a deep word. It wasn't anything deep. You know if it was deep, it was profound. You know how many profound things I've ever heard from a pastor? Can't recall anything. <laughs> that something truly profound. Yeah. And I've actually um, defined what a profound would be. And that statement that I just made is a profound statement. So are there any pastors saying that, you know, that pastors don't say anything profound?
2: No? Well, I, I we'll have, have to go like back that. to some old tapes from 40, 50 years ago when they actually did, uh, they were preaching and condemning people about sin and putting them in their places. I have to get some old tapes up for that though. So, you know. so
0: They've been, uh, to become too politically correct. The system is becoming more and more dependent on money and the more it does that things do not stay the same the more and more they're concerned about losing money now they actually have fears about not being successful they have bills to pay does everyone understand that bills to pay and they want to appear successful by being bigger now what is bigger more people if you have more people Buildings can only hold so many people, right? So in the, in the back of their head, they all have this vision, a potential vision for a bigger building, because they want more people. Is it true that they want more people? Well, if you're putting the people in a building and you're stand by default, you're going to have to have a bigger building. Now, this is before they get the vision from God. Then they convince themselves, we have a vision from God. And everybody follows the pastor, because the pastor is being led. But um, I'm not saying that God... God works through the ignorance of his people, and he. I'll be talking about that more. It actually has to do with these feasts, by the way. Because the calendar's corrupt, it's clear that God is acknowledging this corrupt system before he restores it. But um, the um, nowhere in Scripture, like I said before, does it ever. does God tell anybody to build a building? Either a synagogue. Or church building. So, can you use the Bible to prove that these visions are from God? If you can't even uh, use the Bible to prove that you're supposed to build the church building, there's no evidence. You see that? Of no, court- I'm not going to stand court. here and go that every. I'm not going to stand and go every single vision is false. None of it's God. And there's nothing from God. It, it'd be. See, that's a simplistic. I. This is the things that you learn as you mature. God meets people where they're at. The people are blind and ignorant. They got so, they're lacking so much information, God will still stoop to their level. And um, look, at, if God's going to add people to a group, because these people are they're lacking sufficient information to understand you're not supposed to do this, okay? So what God needs to do, and he's not, he's not doing this, he needs to inform them that the biblical model is a house church. Now ask yourself this question. Is God doing that? No. So he's choosing not to do that. He's choosing to withhold knowledge. You can't blame it all on the people. and say, God wants to help you. It's your fault. No, That's not going to fly. Even if it is your fault, God can still help people anyway. That's what grace is all about. You don't deserve it, but I'm going to tell you This is the true biblical model. It's called a house church, and yes, it's in the scripture. Is God doing that? No? Okay. So if God's not going to do that, if he's not going to help these people, if God is bringing people, this is legitimately bringing people and responding to the gospel, however that works, to a group of people, guess what's going to have to happen? They're going to have to have a bigger church building. You see that? So God can work through their ignorance, And at least some of the vision or something is, you know, God's involved somewhere. It's not all just totally, you know, like from Satan or just uh, a product of their own vain imagination. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. We'll sum it up. God works through the feeble minds of his own people. See that? But yeah, God is withholding knowledge on, this is incredible, you ready? Uh, correct church practice. And the reason this is important is because uh, religious practice is the foundation of any religion. Show me a religion that doesn't have religious practice. That's what religion is. God is withholding knowledge that <laughs> correctly practice religion. Uh huh. Whoa. From his own people. Now, you see, consistently, right down the line, pretty much everything we've talked about, these things, not only do they not penetrate, penetrate the thick skull of a Christian, they never even thought about them or heard of them. You see that? And you know that. They're not discussing them and then rejecting them, right? Never even heard of them. Yeah, yeah. So, see, that's telling you something. God has to do something dramatic. It has to be big and swift. Yep. And that's why that passage is important, because it's going to be a quick work. But it has to be. And there's going to have to be signs and wonders. God's going to reach down to these television watchers.
1: You know what
0: I, mean? well, I will. I will say that I, I've had
2: a couple of discussions with some people in our group, too, and uh, people are starting to listen to some of these concepts, though. They're not going to, you know, instead of denying it, knocking it off, you know, stopping uh-huh. right away. Uh, they kind of sit there with their jaws open up, their ears are open, and their minds are open, and uh, you can get some discussion on them. They're starting to take it in. People are noticing, and they know in their minds and hearts, probably, that uh, something's going on. And uh, they're very curious, and they want to know. People are starting to thirst a
0: little bit out there. so They're getting uh-huh. here, I think, too, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to do some shopping here. I won't be doing too long, but uh, Channing okay. can come in here and talk if he wants to. I said he could. Otto, if you want to talk, you're probably working. Uh, but I can unmute you. He's probably... Oh, hold it now. It's Friday. Yeah, I think he's working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I
2: got. I'm. Uh, I'm not here anymore myself. Okay.
0: Yeah, is, uh, I, I got control of the room. So. Okay. You there, Channing? Oh, Johnny, you can call in if you want. I went off on a rant. We do that kind of thing around here.
3: So um. What? You know, how they put the metal in the cereal and stuff? How come the body gets heavy metal poisoning from eating metal?
0: Okay, you got to explain to the people what you're talking about. What you're talking about... And they, on YouTube, they have, uh, like, uh, little kids, like, uh, fourth grade or something, and they're doing a little, uh, like, a science project. Or at least one kid. And he was proving that they have all these... Um, <coughs> You know, they'll tell you that they're adding iron supplements, and it's just uh, metal shavings. Mm-hmm. That, that tells you the owners of these companies, they're, they're not greedy for money. That's what we're supposed to believe, right? Mm. That's, that's the, by the way, that's the YouTube level. That's the soft conspiracy, okay? No, these are Satanists. You understand? Satanists. Repeat after me. Can you say Satanists? They're trying to accelerate slow-kill. Who who would do something like that? This is the type of person that has absolutely no compassion for human beings, right? That's a Satanist,
1: that's a Satanist, okay?
0: I mean, if you're just after the money, you you still gotta sleep at night, right? It's starting to bother you. If you had a conscience, they don't have a conscience. They're trying to accelerate slow-kill and put you in a grave as fast as possible without anyone really noticing. And it seems like they don't really care that much about that anymore either. No, to glorify Satan, and that's why you would put metal shavings. The little kids are eating the cereal, right? Little children, right? And if you can sleep well, this is not about greed. This is about supreme evil. But uh, see, soft conspiracists—they don't talk about organized Satanism very much. If they do, they don't talk about it enough. They're the ones that are running the show. So.
3: Are they? Eat, do they eat organic? Ooh. So the thing is, do they
0: eat organic? Depends what level you're talking about. Of course they do. Um, they've got, um, they got food that does not have chemtrail gunk on it. It's grown indoors hydroponically. In fact, um, Al- Alice Jones he actually talked about how the Illuminati when they travel around these are the people I call bottom feeders okay but yeah they, they have they have chefs and they feed them um, I, I can't remember if he said or it was hydroponically grown or not but yeah it's all everything's organic absolutely see yeah, I, mem-
3: the po- I remember hearing the po- about how the Monsanto workers they all get to eat organic.
0: At the well, that, wouldn't surpri- that wouldn't surprise me. That would be consistent. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Um. It depends on what level they're at, though, because a lot of those companies, they don't oh, right. care about the people. I mean, they're at the bottom, right? Yeah. They don't care about... Just like in NASA. They keep them ignorant. They don't know what's going on. They don't tell them it's all on an need-to-know basis. Hey, what about that, that guy? That,
3: there was one guy that did you ever hear about that one story? For I don't know if it's the you know the psyop or anything or whatever you want to call it, but there was that one guy um, that some people towed around on a post uh, here and there when they're talking about NASA stuff. There was that one guy mm-hmm. um, that said, "Wait a second, how can we even uh, you know make it to the moon when um, or I when you can't even like hear." what's going on from one place to the other, to the moon or something like that. But I forget exactly what he said, but he worked for NASA. And then next thing you know,
0: he was dead for asking a question. You know, how often that's happening. It's accelerating too. Go the dead doctors, the, the uh, alternative health doctors, mm-hmm. uh, especially ones that speak out, cause problems. Yeah. It, it's a growing number. It's a pretty big list. Now, what's going on in this country has a lot of commonalities with, with, with what was happening in Germany in the early 30s or mid 30s. It's happening right here. You had good Lutherans there who were going to church, and uh, they were in the midst of all that, you know. And they were proud of being German and, and Germany and the history of Germany. And uh, they believe what everybody believes all through history that God is on our side when we go to war, and that was another way to prove that people, everyone, all people, are delusional. Like I said earlier, about people want to believe that they're a good person, right? People want to believe that God is on our side. They have to to comfort themselves emotionally, to alleviate anxiety. I talked about that earlier. You see that? Mm-hmm. the nature of man. You've got to alleviate anxiety. You know, I want to live a comfortable life, right? So if you're mm-hmm. going to live a, a comfortable life in this extremely scary world, and you're going to have to start shutting down reality systematically, that's exactly what people do. That's it right there. So they they, they don't want to think about these things. Now I don't mean to you know pick on women. But women do this more than men, and this is why they don't delve into conspiracies as much. Uh, you don't hear people talk about this very much. I don't think I've ever heard people talk about it. It's like, not, it's not politically correct to compare women with men, period. You got it? Period. Don't do it. You're a bad person, Dave. And yet these things are obvious. Look at the great female conspiracy theorists. Go over the short list, right? Let's go over the short list. Okay, who's number one? And uh, you'll notice that nobody's even jumping off the page. That, that's it right there. When you can't even, if there's no even clear number one, what does that tell you? Okay. See, it's obvious. But see, people don't think about this because they think along the lines of political correctness. People are trained. First of all, I say everyone's a slave, okay? And the primary reason they're slaves is because of their mind. Their minds are enslaved. We are trained how to conduct ourselves in this society uh, from the time that we're toddlers. We imitate our parents. You, guess what? Your parents are on mind control, right? And they've never figured out anything significant about propaganda, just like the pastor. And so at least early on, see, children respect their parents. That's this is the way they start off. Right. Mm-hmm. And it goes, Hey, why are some point after that, but they respect their parents. They're actually impressed with the parents and the parents know all these things they don't know. And you know, you don't know this thing, but daddy knows that's why, you know, you'll ask daddy, yeah.
1: uh,
0: how come teenagers stop asking their dad about the opinion, they start developing their own personality, right. and their own sense of self, and they start to have a unbalanced uh, position about their own opinion. And then they start thinking they know more than that. This is what they do. And they become egocentric, and, be, and they become normal in a society. Well, the young
3: people nowadays are actually
0: pretty smart. They actually really are. Well, you have to qualify all that. Their, their brains are devolving. Okay. The physical yeah. brain. Is evolving, and you got to understand that these vaccines have destroyed the Western brain. We all—I I haven't talked about this shit. I'm oh, going yeah. to be—I don't want to do it right now because I'm shopping, but um, I'm walking by people. I'm going to be talking about all of our brains have been damaged. My brain, your brain, everybody's brain. Look at—if you got a vaccine, your brain was damaged. Period. And what they want to do, they want to put a label on you when you have severe damage and go, well, you're autistic, or you have Aspergers because you're not as damaged as other autistic children. These labels, mm-hmm. they say, look, everybody's been damaged. So um, from the get-go, your brain is inferior. Just because of devolution alone, if, if, if there was no environmental toxins, your brain would still be inferior. You know why? Because the brain is electromagnetic and that there's a working relationship with the electromagnetic field of the Earth. Well, guess what? The magnetic field is deteriorating. This is why it's exciting to, to, to find out about the human resonance. For sure. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> there's been a recent upswing. But right. we are told, don't ask me how we were told this, but like I said before, I can create complex Yes, no questions, it's going to take a lot of time, you know, what about this, what about that? Yes, yes or no questions are typically, for something like that, it's very uh, time intensive, you know what I mean? Because you're limited by a yes no question, but um, it's going to affect people selectively. Look at everyone as an antenna, okay? An antenna is something that receives things, right? Well, everybody has a different antenna. Some people's antenna is bent, rusty, and don't even work. That's actually most people. A good um, way to illustrate how your antenna is is whether you can feel subtle energies. If you've never felt subtle energies, you'll be skeptical about people who claim to. Or if you've never seen the human aura, electrical field, uh, which has different uh, colors in the spectrum, you're going to be skeptical that anybody can see that. And uh, if you're a Christian, you're sad, you can say, I think it's from the devil. You know what I mean? They're not going to buy that one. No, no, They don't see anything. It's just all in his mind. They're full of themselves. You know what I mean? Because that's, so they're gonna, um, that's their level of knowledge, you see, and experience. So if they're going to make an estimation based on that. Well, it's very limited. You, see? They don't have the experience. Yeah. This is just part of being a human, you know. This is the way we do things. Huh? <laughs> and also, people like to assume that they know the truth. That's another important aspect of being delusional. Did you know that everyone wants to believe that they have the truth? Stop and think about that. Is this, is this what people believe? Of course they do. You know why? Because if you don't believe that you have the truth, then you're going to acknowledge that you don't have the truth. Now, you see people wander around and go, I-, I don't have the truth. I'm clueless. Did you know that most people are clueless? you think they're going to acknowledge that? I don't know. No, they, they, they want to believe that they have sufficient truth in order to guide their lives. That proves they're delusional. But unfortunately, <clears throat> people are so delusional that they can't see that. They would think something negatively about me. And some of Dave's very judgmental. He's always saying nasty things about people. Okay, but my audience would agree with me on that one. They've got a sufficient discernment to see that these people are severely lacking, right? See, these other people, they don't have this negative worldview. Because they're not even into conspiracies. They're not going to think all these negative things about people or humanity. For instance, you will see um, people all the time you know, on the Internet Talking about this belief of theirs, the very firm belief that they believe that man is essentially good. You ever heard that one? Man is essentially good. He has a good heart. You know, you get around people, like they'll even give you stories, like, you know, you go to a different country and uh, you know, you're just winging it, you're just summing it, uh, hitchhiking and all the good people that you met, okay, and this is their proof that uh, human nature is essentially good. Right? Well, I'm sorry. That directly conflicts with scripture. I, we already talked about it earlier. You know, speaking idealistically, uh, comparing you know man with God, uh, we all fall short, and there's no one who is righteous. Now you can see, without revelation, <clears throat> the common man he's never going to reach that conclusion. It's too harsh. I want to say something for the first time. I've already talked about this with other people. I have the dimmest, lowliest view of humans that I know of ever. And I mean that deliberately. I've thought a lot about it. Um, And it's a good thing that I'm a universalist because I think it's all going to be repaired. That's the counterbalance, you see. But, um, I mean, I even refer to people as subhumans and I attempt to prove it. And I say that you can't prove that they're not subhumans because there's no authority to draw this red line and, you know, have people devolving biologically century after century. And who's the authority that can make the claim that no humans have crossed over that red line and that they are no longer fall under, correctly fall under the... Uh, historical definition of a human. First of all, we just talked about this the other day, was it you? There is no authoritative definition of human, period. What is a human? You know what I, mean? I mean? How much does your DNA have to de- uh, degenerate before we can say, okay, who's the authority that's gonna come out there in its institutional system and go, this person is no longer human? Have they ever done that? No. Just like it doesn't matter how corrupt the church becomes, the nightly news will still refer to them as Christians and the church. Isn't that true? They're not going to change the terminology. So as it shows you, this is why there's no authorities. Because see, the authorities, they function within the institutional system. And they go with the institutional terminology. The institutional terminology is not only faulty, it's deliberately faulty. It's designed to confuse you and keep you stupid and ignorant. You see, that is too radical of a statement for most people. Well, they simply won't believe it. And that's an emotional response. So, you know, they'll roll their eyes, make a judgment about you. go, why does he hate people so much? And you listen to Dave, I mean, he never says anything good about people. Have you ever noticed that? Now, do you really think that he's led by the Spirit? Look at the Old Testament prophets. Did they go around complimenting people? I don't see a whole lot of compliments. I'll tell you something. you know how many compliments uh, Jesus gave his disciples according to the Bible? Zero. This is the modern mind. People that are full of synthetic estrogens they are thinking on an emotional level. And here it is summed up in two words. Be nice. Jesus was nice to people, but you're not. This is the level they're stuck at. Right. And, and pastors, they have to operate within those parameters. This is why they got to keep that little twinkle in their eyes, because those people will get up and walk out, and you won't be able to pay the bills. they got to keep that. You, know, you, you can be a little harsh on them, but keep it short, keep it brief, not too long. Uh, but you got to you got to get that twinkle in your eye back. They they, they can't. actually. When you go to church, you know what it is? It's entertainment. It's what it is? It's entertainment for people that are addicted to entertainment. They they have to do it. They won't, they won't show up. And you have to build them up. Build them up. You know, Paul talks about building people up. You're supposed to do that. But you also have to tear them down. What you're supposed to do, you're supposed to tear them down before you build them up. And when I talk about building up, there's different types of building up. I'm talking about encouragement. You're commanded to encourage the brethren, okay? But you can't just say nice things all the time. Eventually, we have to deal with reality, It is called the word sin, right? The word sin. Um, You can tell there's a problem with the American church by how how often they use the word corrupt or corruption. I'm not talking about in reference to society. I'm talking about in reference to themselves. They they don't do that at all. We'll talk about the wicked world, right? That's another straw man argument, by the way. you bang away at the wicked world, and, and that makes you look better. And The more you do it, the better you look. We're looking better and better in front around this wicked world. Well, guess what? Everybody is a product of their environment, like I said earlier. And everyone's being affected by this wicked world. And, and the church, the people in the church, they get—they're more wicked. Every generation is more corrupt and more wicked than the previous generation. I've talked about exceptions to that, like during the um, a generation is longer than a decade, okay? But there are periods where there's an upswing, like the uh, the Great Depression, right? And people are going to get more spiritual in a time of trouble. They they typically do, unless they start to lose faith. So you see, God's people need suffering, and the rate, in order to be holy, or to get on a not in order to be holy, but to get holier, through and Um, It's just like weightlifting.
3: Should, should you gotta, Pastor you some, call out a girl that's wearing
0: a short skirt? Absolutely. You notice that they won't do it. They won't. They're not speaking against leggings in the church. I'm not saying nobody ever says this. Okay. But women are dressing improperly, and all you got to do, look at. You can, I've said before, you can go to Bing Images or Google Images, and you can look at prostitutes in New York City in the 1950s, what they look like. They are dressed better, more conservatively. They're on the street. They're street walkers. Mm. They're dressed better than a lot of these um, preteen girls. Talking, I'm talking in a church. Right. I feel sorry for the pastors because, um, see, everybody's so politically correct. It's unpolitically correct for a pastor to approach a father or mother and address the inappropriate attire of a preteen girl. I think? Would you like? To be, would you want to be in that position? You know what I mean? See, it's difficult. And so it's human nature to avoid difficulty. That's basically what's happening. They just um, can't quite bring themselves to do it or do it consistently. And so, now, so what happens? Do things stay the same? No. Everything is in a state of flux, and it's all deteriorating. And, and by the way, in the local church, I already said before, they have this mentality, uh, you're not supposed to judge. They've got that mentality, see? Um. Why can't you be more loving? They always right. want to talk about love, uh, yep. but they don't want to talk about truth. Well, the Bible says, "Speak the truth in love." So there's a there's an overlap there. Hello. But like I said, these, these people—they're not—they're not, they're not learning. They're not educated. They're not informed, and they don't study.
3: I think the only so weapon is the word love, because when they passed gay marriage uh, a few years ago, they, they, you know, the what was the slogan? Love wins.
2: Yeah. They always want to talk about love.
0: Um, you know, there's only so much time in each day to talk about things. So when we talk about love too much, it prevents us from talking about things that we should be talking about. There you go. That's one reason to not talk, sit there and come up love, love, love all the time. You know what I mean Can we talk about corruption? In God's people and once long. Oh, you're being judgmental. You you think you're superior. See, that's the problem with Dave. See, he, he pounds away. You understand Dave's talking about real living people. Does he sound like he's very compassionate? What do you think is really going on in the mind of Dave? In the mind of Dave, he, he doesn't come out and say it. You ought to know by now. He, he believes that he's superior. You hear what I said, Channing? Dave believes he has a secret belief that he's superior. He's superior to you? Well, that's the problem. All this equality stuff. We're supposed to believe that everybody's equal. See that garbage they feed you? And if you don't believe everybody's equal know we're all born equal, God doesn't favor. God, here's one of the favorite passages. God is no respecter of persons. How many times have we heard that? Is it true or is it not true? That's one of the faint, uh, most popular verses.
1: Yeah.
0: Like a, in a local church setting. We actually know that, don't we?
1: Yeah.
0: Now, see, that is a person that's functioning on an emotional level. God loves us all. Yeah that have to do with the emotions? Yes. Now you understand why i up people who can't think critically? They're stuck in the emotional realm. They can't, they the emotional mind prevents them from drawing an accurate judgment. They're impeded by their emotions. See that? Person, corporation, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the emotional mind is a product of social engineering. That's what they're trying to achieve. That's the goal. And every century, man devolves and they become more emotional, more of an emotional being. They become less logical. They lose reasoning skills. Uh, They lack discernment. They're not getting better. They're getting worse. And what we have is this massive uh, influx of propaganda that did not exist historically. It's coming through technology. The other people were not subjected to propaganda from a technological machine that they're plugged into, right? So now our estimation of these people is going to drop even further. Right? People don't realize they just accept this society. They don't really evaluate it, you see, because right. it's actually it's pretty awful. I'm
2: just telling you what's in the other
0: box. And it's kind of scary, and it's pretty bad. I
2: problem, yeah.
0: So I hold to the view that people, on an intuitional level, they have some ag- acknowledgement or awareness of the way things really are, but they suppress it. You see that? And they don't want to deal with it. It's actually a form of procrastination. I hold to the view that atheists have an internal belief that is suppressed. That they believe they're going to have to stand before God and uh, be judged by him. They believe all these things. Because they all have a conscience, and your, con- your conscience knows all these things. You, see. you, got a, uh, you have a, uh, a firewall in your mind. The information doesn't pass through. Is shut down. I we've got shut it down. Okay? Wow, so wow. It it's it's a form of procrastination. You're going to the judgment seat, you're gonna be judged. Well, just put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off. You know what I mean? And that's what people do. They just they want I I wanna be happy now. i wanna be happy today. So I don't want to think about bad things. I don't know if emotional response, bad things. See what they're talking about is the truth is the truth a bad thing is the truth a negative thing how about can we love the truth no these people they don't love the truth they hate the truth you know what i mean it talks about in uh, john chapter one <clears throat> i'm walking by people here people wonder how i pull this kind of thing off it's not uh, easy it's actually an art form <laughs> Doing podcasting while You're shopping. Um, and Jesus, you know, was the light of the world, but uh, the people love darkness, right? Because their evil works would be exposed. and this is this is the condition of man. You see. So, but uh, look at this. Look at this culture. Ask yourself this question. Do people love light more or darkness? notice how people love darkness now? I mean, they're really something. I'm not just talking about horror films. I'm talking about, look at the clothing, man. Why do we always have to wear black all the time? By the way, that, that dampens your auric field. Yeah. You know what I mean? It does. Or, or skull shirts. Oh, there you go. That's another uh, example of that kind of thing.
1: <clears throat>
0: Death and darkness is what dominates, right? Death and darkness. This, this is what's um, popular. And then you see these little kids with little you know, skulls on their tennis shoes and the mothers buy them. Oh, oh it's popular now. You know, oh, they deserve to get, you know, do the popular thing. The culture just spirals down. Every generation is more wicked. Oh, they deserve to do the proper thing. I don't want them to be excluded at school or at. I'm going to buy them some skull tennis shoes. Symbols of death everywhere. What does it tell you about the hearts of these people? So, you see, people that are in bondage to darkness, they can't receive the truth. The darkness is an impediment. Their mind is dark. There's an intellectual darkness. If you're spiritually dark, your mind, it affects you intellectually. We're not just talking about spiritual stupidity. We're talking about intellectual stupidity. There's an there's a, there's a, uh, overlap there. People are spiritually dense. This is why if you speak spiritual truth to them, People are increasingly becoming holding to the opinion that you're you're mental, right? Or you're in a cult, right? They're stuck at that level. They can't make a proper estimation. I gotta get out of here, man, because this lady's looking at me weird. She works here, and I <laughs> she's seen me <laughs> going up and down the aisles too many times. I'm out of here, man. <laughs> that is embarrassing. She gave me a look. She probably thinks that not What was I just saying? They think you're crazy? I think she thinks I'm... Uh... <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I got that look, yeah. And probably, well, if she heard the words, see, she says she thought, he's talking about religion and pushing that card up and down the aisles. You do that in a secular culture. They believe that you're mentally ill. Well, <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to leave now.
3: Wow. <laughs> uh, so what? I take it what Buddhists keep to themselves and other people keep to themselves. You know, it does. It See. <laughs> It does seem like Christians seem to be more outspoken when it comes to their religion. But I'm not talking about like the like the se- lukewarm Christians. But I, I mean, because I don't want to be lukewarm. That's something I have to work on.
0: Well, I, like I said, I think pretty much everybody is lukewarm. Jesus said, um,
1: <laughs>
0: "I wish that you were cold or hot, but because you are lukewarm, I'm about to ski, I don't know." And I've asked people before, where are these hot Christians? You know what I mean, do you see any hot Christians around? And the standards are, you know, false. I mean, even with the false standards, where's the where's the hot Christians? See, I'm talking about people that are really sold out, zealous. You know what I mean? Highly motivated. Where are these people? They're not in local churches. Local churches are places that uh, breed mediocrity. If if you are a person of excellence, hang out at a local church for a while. If you're zealous, I've said before, uh, young believers are zealous, right? Yeah. Then what happens to that? Come back five years later after they've gone to a local church. So much I want. This is true. I'm not trying to be, you know, pick on people. It, it's true. It's,
1: it's, see,
0: the reason people don't see this because they they're they not thinking.
1: Yeah.
0: They don't think about negative things. They think about negative things that have to do with the world, but not not with Christians. When they think about Christians, they think about positive things. we just keep it positive? Jesus loves everybody.
1: That kind of stuff, you know. <clears throat>
0: Jesus used to condemn people to hell. Oh, we don't talk about that too much, do we? Yeah, well, it doesn't make me feel good, so I guess I won't talk about that. I'm going through uh, a checkout stand. I probably should have just ended this podcast.
1: Welcome
2: value customer. Talk. Scan items one at a
0: time. Or we're going to have, have that error. Scan after
2: each
0: scan. Scan oh, items uh,
2: code,
0: the item Danny. Yeah. Can you talk? Um, i was going to end it right now. Oh, yeah. I just uh, um, yeah, Your volume sounds low. Maybe it's at my end, because I put my phone in my pocket. I might have um, touched the volume. Hey, you
3: remember, you remember that one... Video with, that, with the with the guy say, eating his Pringles on the subway, and,
0: and the 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 girl went and attacked him. Um, just <laughs> a second. Um, yeah, my volume went down. Um, what did you say?
3: You remember that one video a while back with the guy he was eating his Pringles on the on the sub, and uh, he the girl attacked him and she got all like demonic,
0: like. Well, you're seeing that kind of thing more and more, and it, it, it's more um, remarkable because it's happening with women. See, women didn't used to behave this way. It's just the men, right? Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, it's more dramatic when the women do it than the men. It's like oh, this is freaky, you know?
1: Awesome.
0: Like something is definitely wrong with these people.
4: Select the items for
3: I've also noticed that. Um, the federal student aid um the f the faf uh, F-A, uh the federal Place student North aid North government North. uh website
1: Place your uh-huh. in the back. for
3: like if you like a foreign student or, or trying to get uh, a social security card to to get to get uh select the item
4: to purchase uh,
3: to to get federal student aid and you need to get like mm-hmm. a social security card or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government website for the federal student aid is, is, is now saying that you know in order to get for them to um, to, to pr- give you a, a new card, all the cards have six 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 in them now. All the social security numbers if, if you're getting a federal student aid has six 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 in them
0: you stuck on cilantro, uh, I can't find so it. So search by name. Oh, okay. Way the faster.
1: Item.
3: All right, thanks. So you don't have to spell the full name, and it'll come up. Yeah.
1: All right. Enter thank
0: your you cilantro quantity and touch the done quant. Oh,
1: cilantro, yeah. That's Place good stuff. Cilantro. Uh, it's good for um. Sense. Place your items heavy in metals. The area.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I don't know how much you have to eat of it, but I just eat it quite a bit. Yeah, I did I did the wrong thing.
3: I got a, a pound of the dry flakes. What good is the dry, dry stuff going to do?
0: <laughs> um, I'm not sure how effective that would be. You'd have to Google that. Touch
3: pay now. Yeah. Enter the number of bags you wish to purchase. Then press done. It's zero. Your total is 75
1: cents. If you have coupons, press Coupons. Otherwise, select your method of payment. Well,
0: oh. I'm talking to a guy, he, that's why. I'm actually doing a podcast, believe it or not. Write
1: or insert card and follow instructions on PIN
0: I should have ended this.
1: Okay, yes, yeah, that's my website. There there's, uh, there's, uh, um, we are on a federal Remember to take your receipt. Thank you. Well, if we could hear from a former mm-hmm. associated associate. Hey,
0: Channing, you got to converse with me. I've been talking for hours. I'm just going to end this here.
1: Hey, we just got...
0: Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got background noise there, man. Right? No, yeah, that's
3: what I was playing. I was playing that if it's, it's saying on the Federal Student Aid website that if you don't have a Social Security card, they punch the number 666 and
0: to get a new Social Security card. Uh-huh. Well, this is well, six you 666. Know, 6 stuff has been going on a long, long time. Back in the 70s, they had the, um, what, do, what do they call it, um, you know, the, the barcodes?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two long lines the, at the end, the middle and the end, yeah.
0: Yeah. They, well, they have uh, three codes that are not numbered. The one is the extreme left, the one is the extreme right, and the one in the middle. Right, right. If you yeah. look at them, all the codes are different. They're all different shapes. And those are the codes that represent the number six. Yeah. You can see it. Mm-hmm. They won't always have a six on there, but if they have one, you can see it. Well, that, that's a six. <laughs> right it's right there on your, all your products. Yep, your peanut butter. Uh, I think that was back in the 70s, at least the 80s. So it's been this way for a long time. Now you would have people writing books on Bible problems. The end is near. The mark of the beast. It's on all the products. You see that? Mm-hmm. Did, the, did the end come? No. It's the beast system has been around a long time. The money system. You see that? Hmm. So, right there, that should, you know, caution people about, you know, because on YouTube, the end is right around the corner. you got to keep them in that little zone there. So, uh, if you want to, you know, <clears throat> they use fear, by the way. Uh, you know, make their channel popular. You know, you know what's popular? Doom. Doom. Now, doom is not popular with television watchers. See, these are people that are thinking outside of the box. They're not trusting the system. They don't trust the system, right? So they know they're being lied to. And what sells with these people is doom. Doom always sells. People would say I'm a doomsayer. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, yeah. But actually, I believe um, I have the most optimistic view of humanity that I know of anywhere. And I can prove it. It doesn't matter whether it's real or not, but I believe that the creation will eventually be dissolved and our bodies will be dissolved. And uh, we won't be like pure spirits, but we'll inherit a subtle body in a superior realm, a realm that's superior to heaven. Heaven is a created place, and it'll be dissolved. This is called dissolutionism, and I believe the Bible teaches it. You don't even hear people talk about this. And this is where we dwelled all through eternity, and Illuminati covered it up. They gave you the exact opposite that you emerged out of a primordial suit or, which came from a Big Bang and then you are descended from a monkey. And this is why people act like monkeys. Actually, monkeys act better than these humans. I'm talking about behavior.
3: <laughs> yeah. Are when you, the, when you not, see the monkey at the zoo, the monkey who doesn't want anything to do with the people. He's so bored. He's so bored with being in the show. <laughs>
0: Well, actually, the monkey, when it comes to evaluating humans, uh, he's more intelligent than humans themselves. Humans are refusing to acknowledge uh, the degree of degeneration among humans. Um, animals can detect it on like, an intuitional level, and they consider us to be increasingly dangerous. That's why these animals are striking out at us now. It's because they have a, they're aware at some level that we're destroying everything. you understand? These people are programmed consumers, just like the old Pac-Man game. That's all they do is consume. They're machines of flesh, and a uh, society is based around consumption. And they actually devour each other. They compete with each other to get more money. Because if you're going to make more money, you've got to compete with people, right? It's like this big game and you got to win. See how many people you can knock down so you make more money? It's called the corporate system, isn't it? <clears throat> you know the corporate system, you have to compete with other people to rise up the corporate ladder? <clears throat> it's competition. I mean, it's life and death matter. you got to make that money, right? It's to achieve your status. It's the false value system, in a holy society... You can even see this in uh, Hinduism. Well, they have a caste system, but also you have the holy man. He's a non-materialist, all right? He doesn't try to acquire material possessions. Guess what? In that society, he's looked up to. Now, let's go back to our society. If you have a holy man Uh, Who doesn't produce material wealth, something outward, visible, tangible, that you can touch, taste, or feel, or appreciate with your eyeballs? You're a fool. You're a failure. And you're a loser. It doesn't matter what you do. You know, your holy practices, or if you're a great intellectual, nobody cares. What did you produce? You see that? It has to be something tangible. Now, it's been this way for a long time, because in the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, the writer talked about um, it's just this little, uh, I don't want to know what to call it, but dissertation about this, um, this poor man And he was a wise man, but nobody listened to him. They listened to the rich man. Now, in this culture, people associate intelligence with wealth. Okay? Now, in my family, um, I'm at the absolute bottom. Let me tell you that right now. You know, least respect. People wondering if I'm mentally ill. That's true, okay. And um, you're not going to openly talk about this, but I'm I'm, I'm the big loser,
1: you see?
0: And we have other people in my family who um, acquired wealth. They were respected, and they were recognized as being intelligent. Because in this society, they have a false value system. What's important is accumulating material possessions. Heaping up as much as you possibly can before you die. It's like this big competition. Well, it is a competition, you compete with everybody. So it's like this big game and who won? Well, you can look around and you can see who has the most. And people will envy the person, but they also, you know, they're jealous, but they also respect him, right? But here's the thing. They associate intelligence with the accumulation of wealth. Now, obviously you do have to have some intelligence and you also have to have some drive and there's other actually admirable qualities. Okay. but see. We're talking about ethics, spirituality, like being compassion. I mean, if you're a CEO of a big company, all big companies have an effect on the um, environment. You know what I mean? Now, what happened is some guy just drove by. Did you hear him yelling? Yeah. And he, he was totally demonic, and he threw uh, a, a cup of a pop at me. You know, with a straw in it. He tried to hit me with it, and he missed. Oh, and there were several guys yelling. Oh, my God.
2: Here
0: they are. Because um, the de- when I talk like this, the demons get agitated. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, what is going on? Don't, don't play anything in the background, Channing. I don't know what the heck you're doing there, but... Um... <clears throat> Someone tried to hit you with a bat? Cameraman, I your no, not a bat. They tried to hit me with a soft drink.
1: President!
0: Channing, can you shut that down, please? You can hear it right over the podcast. If you don't interact with me, I'm going to quit, because I've been talking for hours, man. I can't keep going like this. Stimulate me a little bit. Say something. You're, you're, what, you're multitasking there. You're not even involved. I told, I told you earlier... Hmm. You could come on and talk. I said you need, you know, prepare something, have something to talk about. You, you showed up with nothing. So.
3: Well, I told you earlier about how there was that homeless guy that went on the news live, and he was talking about how in the shelters that he went to go in the shelters to the news report. Okay. because they were, he said he was that they were killing people in there. I think that's pretty profound for live on the news stuff. Oh, but no, he was just deemed as a crazy old, you know, uh, homeless guy. Now he, I don't know uh, if it was, you know you know, fake uh, Illuminati... Uh, uh, you hear, see
0: that guy that hon- just honked at me? Yeah. I didn't do anything.
3: I I don't know if it was, uh, you know, staged or not, you know. These are Typically, I wasn't able to... Typically, I'm able to figure whether or not something's staged. If it's on on the media, it's probably staged. (laughs) Uh, Yes, uh, sadly to say. Uh, Oh, and there's also the color coding that most people don't talk about, red and black. Uh Have you ever talked about that before?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, One of the things I've talked about is that they have all... I said that um, I believe that about one in five pastors of local churches are actually Satanists. They're infiltrators, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. And you look at their wife, and they will signal to you that they're Satanists. What they do, they like to wear red and black. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dresses. You see example after example. I, I, I'm talking about on a local level. You'll see local pastor's wives do this. I've seen it on television. Mm-hmm. They may even have like a, a black flower. Wow. On the dress. Wow. Because typically they don't wear a, they're not going to wear like a black dress. They, they wear a red one with black over it. And these Christians are so incredibly naive. See, they have no suspicions. They're just like little children. Yeah, I don't know what the
3: deal is with the colors with the red and black. As far as I know uh, from my feeble mind is that uh from a basic level is that you know red and black has bad 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 association with like satanism and stuff like that
0: well, absolutely uh all colors represent something so if you were going to represent satanism with colors what would the colors be, it would be red and black hmm. are you there are you there frank i'm here dave i'm listening well you always got something to talk about i'm walking home
3: and another thing is uh, i I've, I've noticed when it comes to these gestures cuz yeah i mean when when i'm i'm all about trying lately uh what was it this just started uh i i'd say last year the end of last year when i started figuring out their gestures and stuff cuz you know I, I mean you know the whole trump you know not being part of the illuminati thing may have fooled me for oh. a minute or a minute or two i mean but i mean i mean I mean, cause come on, they they did the same thing with Ron Paul. Ron Paul, he's not part of the establishment or whatever. And then you know, I, I didn't know anything about the gestures or anything like that. No, nobody really talks too much about when they're talking about this, that, and the third when it comes to truth, et cetera, et cetera, truth and and so on. You know, nobody okay. too, not too much. People talk about the gestures. Yeah, so you we hear people talk about the you know the the hand uh, the handshake. Yeah. Uh-huh but have you ever heard anybody talk about something I'm about to bring up uh, about how I think that there's people that, you know, obviously agents or whoever they are, they work for the, the, the bad side or whatever, and as, as a, as a truther channel or whatever you want to call it, and um, maybe they're just there just to get IP addresses. or I don't know how it works, but they're agents. And what they'll do is they'll do this little I'm telling you bullshit sign by rubbing their nose together. Oh, yeah. real, and, and I noticed that. I'm like, I, no, you didn't tell me about that. Nobody told me about that. My discernment figured it out. Uh, yeah, so that's, a sig- that's a signal. A signal. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about fake nose itches. Fake nose itches. Who talks uh-huh. about fake nose itches? For real. People well, doing fake nose itches.
0: Won't. Sometimes they want it to be subtle, and sometimes they, they want it to be out right out in the open. I, I think that uh, Trump probably has to have permission from a handler to give the Diablo hand signal out in public. Because, see, everything is uh, – Oh, yeah, it's Blake. He yeah. He's got the cell phone cameras everywhere. Everything is being recorded. Right. But so you know you're going see- you know to be seen. But I don't think he can do that whenever he wants to do it. I could be wrong. You know, if he wants to glorify Satan spontaneously, I, I think that everything he does is so carefully examined and scrutinized that his handler upon it says, "Go do this," and oh, he doesn't have just a choice. He's not swept swept under it. the
3: rug. Like, oh, what oh, do you mean he's doing the six-six-six sign? That's the AOK sign. You got, well, you got a you got a problem.
0: <laughs> you know. Well, the reason people talk that way is because they don't have a sufficiently conspiratorial mind. They don't think that way at all. They're trying to, um, you know, uh, write off conspiracies. They don't want to believe in them. I talked about that earlier. They have an infantile mind, and they don't want to think about negative things. That's, that's the level these people are stuck at. They don't want to believe that the world is, has these satanists. They're doing things like that. so They, they, don't, they don't believe it because it doesn't make them feel good. It makes them feel bad. They're actually protecting themselves on an emotional level. I talked about this earlier. They want to believe that the, the world is a, is a good place to live in so they can be happy today. It's that simple. That's just, they want that's to have, I want to have a happy life I mean. right now. Yeah. And also, they will push people away like you or me because we're a threat to their happy world. You're a negative mm. person, you know? And don't think that they don't gossip about you behind your back, about how negative you are. You always focus on the negative. never says anything positive. Does Dave ever have anything positive to say? No, it's always always negative. And then he probably, you know, Dave has, he believes that he's led by the Spirit. How can you be led by the Spirit if you always focus on negative things? Do you ever hear Dave talk about the love of Jesus? Hmm. Yep, see that? You know, what does that tell you about Dave? You know what I talk about is things that need to be talked about because nobody's talking about them. We got plenty of people talking about the love of Jesus and the love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13, and uh, you know the basics of the gospel. You know, does Dave ever have a basic gospel message? No. That, that'll tell you right there. You see, he's not led by the Spirit. If he was led by the Spirit, he'd have a is Dave trying to get, get people saved on his podcast? Not one single time have you ever heard Dave try to see that? He's not, he doesn't have the, here they go. This is the way they talk. I don't see the fruit of the Spirit in Dave's ministry. These are children, okay? This is all they've ever known is pastor world. Uh, the world that we talk about is a cruel world and awful reality that little pea brains can't even process. Just run away. Ah!
3: I never thought I would have to process information such as, you know, like uh, having to have discernment for fake nosages.
0: I it's They're telling
3: you right there. They're telling you this is yeah. bullshit.
0: That's what they're telling you. I don't you. think it's all that important. I don't pay much attention to that stuff. I know they're doing it, but I don't, you know, they don't want to obsess over that kind of stuff. There's a lot. See, time is short. You don't realize that when you're young. You realize it eventually. Frank would agree with me. There's only so much time. So you have to, as you age, you start to prioritize on the things that are most important. And that kind of stuff is really not that important. That's the YouTube level. They always got these videos, you know, satanic hand signal. You know what I mean? what What is
3: time time is energy right time is energy so they're trying to take your energy away and you you know we reported their energy vampires or whatever you want to call them
0: well one thing's important to understand is that you actually run out of time to become intelligent more intelligent there's a time factor but you don't think about this at all when you're younger it seems like you just have Oh, endless time, more than enough time. You're not even thinking, you're not worried about time at all. As, as you age, it becomes an increasing concern. I've talked about before, you know, if you're a person that's really into reading books, uh, once you get halfway through your life span, uh, you start to realize that um, you're going to, you can't read everything, and you're going to have to be more selective in reading books because you can only read so many things. So now you have to prioritize what you're going to read. That's why I tell like Johnny or something like that, um, and he wants to buy this book or that book. When you buy a book, ideally you should buy the book that is the most important book to buy for you, not for necessarily for somebody else, right now. OK? Just like if you've got a huge massive record collection, <laughs> There may be records that you never even listen to, because there was never a particular day when you wanted to hear that particular record. And this actually happened to me. I would buy imports and stuff like that. Never you listen to this stuff. You know what I mean? Because I never actually wanted to at any particular time. You see? Because there was, there's not enough time. I'd rather do something else. You know? So um, it's the same thing with buying books. Um, The next book that you should buy should be the best book for you now. Uh, Not some obscure thing that um, is not important. I mean, I could give a. He wanted to buy a book by Alice Bailey. Uh, She was the third president of the Theosophical Society. And I said, "I, I have that book, I don't recommend buying it. You don't need to buy that book. Look at all the other books that you need to buy. Why would you buy that book ahead of all these other books, Johnny? I think in a chat about it. Uh But did Johnny listen to Dave? No, he went out and bought the book. You know what I mean?
3: Did you ever read the Behold the Pale Book, Behold the Pale Horse?
0: Yeah, I, people talk about that book in glowing terms, but the reason they do is because they're soft conspiracists. There's nothing deep in there. Uh... There's some intriguing things, like the Cassini Probe and stuff like that. But um, <clears throat> there's not much there. That's the reason why that book, you walk into Barnes & Noble or Borders Books year after year. I mean, they're, they're out of business now. Why would, they, why would that book be sitting there on the shelf? Because it's not a threat. It's not. People think it's deep. You know what I mean? But it's not.
2: You know what I mean?
0: It is to them when they read it. Because they're like going, wow! You know what I mean? And it's a pretty thick book. So I think um, the, the fact that it's a larger book, it's kind of like this big impact. And you read all that, you go, wow, all this conspiracy stuff, man. You know what I mean? I do think that uh, he was sincere. But I think his mind was most likely... Uh, compartmentalized to some degree <clears throat> when he was in the military you know so that creates problems because um, you don't know how trustworthy the information is because uh, I believe he had embedded programming I think he was sincere you see but sometimes it doesn't matter if you're sincere if your mind's been compartment- artificially compartmentalized through a black op program or something like that you know <clears throat> I mean, he w- he wouldn't know himself, and he admitted some kind of involvement with that kind of thing, you know. And they killed him, as far as we know. But that doesn't prove anything, because they will murder their own people. I said before, I think um, Pastor Charles Russell, uh, he was the president of the. They used to call him Bible students back then. But, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses, Watchtower Society. He died on a train on Halloween. I don't think that was a coincidence. But you know, people do die on Halloween. <laughs> it's not always a conspiracy. But I, I believe he was on a payroll. But that would be a fairly obvious example of you know they they virtually murder their own people because you have black magicians who gain power um, through those those kind of things. Ideally, they want to absorb the life force as they die. They have to be, you know, obviously in the same room. This is what we're supposed to This is what we're told. I mean, I mean, you, don't, you don't see this kind of thing going on. And there's a lot of fakery out there. Uh, former Satanists, a lot of the books are fake. They're Satanists. <laughs> they're still Satanists. They're just like I... oh, former Illuminati. They're not former Illuminati. They're in the Illuminati. <laughs> they, they tell you go write a book about how you escaped the Illuminati uh, to you know mess with the people, make them think that there's no escape. The only escape from the Illuminati is if God supernaturally protects you. Otherwise, you're dead. Now they actually know this when they're in the cult, and that's why they don't even think about weeping, because it's certain death. If anyone tries to do that, it's because they convert, and then um, they're protected by God. There's an exception. They can use you and manipulate you, and you don't know what's going on. So, for some reason or another, you do something supremely stupid, at least from a life-and-death perspective, and you, maybe because they shut your mind down, you become temporarily delusional and you think that you can escape the Illuminati. You can't escape the Illuminati. You can't escape their technology. Hello? How do you escape their technology? Uh, they, could, they, could drone. They, could take, they could take a drone and chase you down and kill you. But they don't need a drone. They can kill oh. you from any point on the planet.
3: Oh, I remember that story of that uh chris droner character a few years back chris droner he was on the police force and then he decided to like you know write a letter about the corruption that was taking place and stuff or whatever and then they went after him and stuff and he mm-hmm. went into the hells uh, in the hells of uh, the mountains of california and then they chased him down with drones and before they chased him down with drones
1: <clears throat>
3: before they chased him down with drones they were shooting minivans trying to get at him and stuff you know mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm they finally found him supposedly in the mountain or whatever, and they burned the, the the place down with him inside of it. It was on the, uh, the dispatch recording or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. Uh black officer or whatever that, you know, decided to leave the force because of corruption or whatever. That's at least that's how the story goes. Um, um, yeah. it's a, you know, there's a theory out there. Was he even, was he even real, you know, with, was, was oh, yeah. the whole thing made up, you know, because they I've also heard reports about that story a while back about wait, wait a second. there was it was a fee, it was a female anatomy of the uh, of the bone structure when when they finally went in there and uh, did a little forensic on it or whatever you know.
0: Now that' you know, be so info there though see hmm. It's so easy to fool people. It's incredibly easy. You just you, all you do is you create a contrary story. It doesn't even have to make any sense. All it has to do is be sufficiently publicized. We talked about that earlier. Just a repetition of propaganda that will swallow almost everybody. What are their conspiracy theorists or not just keep repeating it? You know? What I mean? Publicize it. Make it popular. Mm-hmm. Push it on YouTube. You know? What I mean? <clears throat> I talk about agents on YouTube. I don't talk about too much. That's when they really... Uh,
3: that's, I, that's the first story I ever heard of, them u- using the drones to, to go after somebody,
0: is that the Chris Droner guy. No. Well, I just, I just want to let people know that. I mean, numerically on YouTube, you just have regular people with a YouTube channel. They're not... <laughs> the agents are in a minority, but the agents, they're going to be in prominent positions that's the key because they have to lead and guide and steer a group or influence people's minds. So they have to be in a position of influence. And one of the dead giveaways is that they have a huge amount of followers. It's artificial. A good example. Of that would be right after the Sandy Hook shooting or whatever you want to call it. Uh, these YouTube channels just sprung up overnight with all these followers. It was obviously fake. You know what I mean, that's the most clear mm-hmm. example. And they will, um, they will, uh, you know, diminish the hits that you get on a channel. It's artificially low.
3: Oh, yeah. They'll make they carry, will, you, they know, you know, make, like, yeah. they'll say that you have 333,777 viewers. And it's just like, that sounds
0: so made up. <laughs> and and they'll, do, they'll do the opposite with them.